Hello and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon, or Mutilus, on Discord. And this is Parker, go by one who parks on Discord. This is Jeremy, I go by Jeremy on Discord. And this is Aaron, I go by Treffenwood on Discord. I feel like we're all doing a bad job. Whenever I hear your, whenever I hear your name on Discord, Aaron, I feel like I did it wrong. I feel like I, I feel like yours is is some somehow like I'm pinky, changing, like, like the pinkies out of Discord names, right? Like it's cultured. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? I'm gonna change, sure. Change. I'm gonna change my Discord name to Legolas. <laughs> <laughs> you should. That's okay. Four. I'm gonna change mine to Omnis with no eye. Nice. Oh my god. Um, 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 this. Would that be a good troll or would that just be awful? <laughs> I'm going to be Omnom. Alright, uh, well, quick announcements. Um, in one hour and ten minutes, uh, Aaron's going to lose a bet. Oh no. I know not of what you speak. <laughs> like, Aaron? Ser- seriously, I offered a bet and you refused it, so. That's, that's not true. Uh, uh, prove it wrong. Uh, I got I got a record right here. It says you bet five thousand episodes of uh-huh. probation. <laughs> sure, that uh, crisis pack would be out by eleven p.m. today. Uh, I want the audio log for the from the cast. Oh, I can cut it up. Don't worry. I'm sure you can. <laughs> I want to. You make... guys listen. Did you guys listen to the thing I, I cut up as a joke? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but yeah, so Aaron lied to our fan base. Uh, Aaron's going to have to officially apologize. Uh, say sorry that he lied to them saying that there was a crisis pack that was coming out. All right, then. I guess I'm going to have to cut that up, too. <laughs> you had to go, go fishing somewhere else, bud. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to move us into our next segment, the news. You don't have to say anymore. It says it, the thing says it now. I know. I, I totally forgot in that moment. I was brought back every time. different time. Uh, a God. better time. A gentler time. Professionalism. Yep. That's the word I chant in my mind. Yep. So we uh we know um what the rhino model looks like now, not just the back of his left hoof foot. What do rhinos have? Do they have feet? They don't have hooves. Yeah, they're not rhinos. Like they're wearing costumes. No rhinos in real life. I think they have feet. Yeah, they don't have hooves. They just have big toenails. Yep. So anyway, the back of his foot. Um, we have more than that. We have his whole model. I think he looks flipping awesome. I think they did an amazing job on him. Um, for those of you who haven't checked it out, you go to Marvel Crisis Protocols. Uh, um, you can go to their their store, or you can go right to their Facebook. The Atomic Mess Games Facebook. It looks so cool. So what we know is that um, he's going to be strong and tough. Uh, you know, difficult to damage. Um, it actually says a nerd to pain than your average. I was going to say it's like if you don't say he is a nerd to pain. Yeah, he, so you. he'll it will most likely be a power for uh, no damage. Um, what? We, the nerd to pain is a power in the game. Yeah, and, and you spend a power for take one less damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what. What advice? He's going to have that. No, I mean, you were implying that he's going to have some kind of ability that's going to. I was like, he's going to have. Literally, nerd he pain. literally says a nerd to pain on this thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, um, it says that Spider Foes and Criminal Syndicate is what he'll be part of. So he'll be the first big bruiser for Criminal Syndicate. 
we assume he'll be four points plus. He's on a large base, pretty huge guy. Um, what if he's a three pointer that's on a large base? Moving forward, oh, man. Um, I'm not. We don't even entertain that. Can we all just agree not to <laughs> talk to him when he says things like that? Um, there's going to be three team tactics cards all about him. Um, so they're not going to be like yet another reprint of Heave Ho or something dumb. So, oh, cool. That is really all the news. That's all we know. Pretty, yeah. pretty I was kind of hoping we'd get a, a transmission today about him. Yeah. We haven't gotten a transmission in a while. Uh, since Sabretooth. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm calling him now Sabretooth. I don't. I started <laughs> this when I was, I was playing a game with somebody. I was like, and now I like to be a Sabretooth. And for some reason, I just decided that's what I want him to be now. He feels silly. And so I'm going to call him a silly name. Feels like a silly Billy. Sabretooth. Mm. Mm. The new one. The old one is Sabretooth. He is sincere and real. What um are you what are you guys all excited to play criminals now and or spider foes with Rhino? Yes. Good. No. No. I'm excited to play Rhino. I don't know that I'm, it makes me excited to play those affiliations. Okay. I'm leaning towards going back to the uh, sweet embrace of criminals. Mm-hmm. We'll see though. He enjoys the feeling of pouring molasses on a table and watching it slowly spread over everything. He's not always <laughs> slow. Some of that molasses yeah. is quick. That Ant-Man molasses is fucking yeah, fast. Yeah, but regardless, it's really hard to get it off. That's true. It is sticky. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. News is fast. That was all news, I think. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, so moving into our next topic, uh, we have currently playing. Um, so I built my Hydra list last week, and thanks to stupid tradition, I was not able to play games on Thursday. Um and then Parker bailed on me playing games with me. Lame. I was really excited. Yeah. What a lame-o. Uh, so I've yet to play a game. Although, I mentioned this in the Facebook post. Um, I was playing around building points for the different options and everything. And I ended up having to swap Nebula for Bob. Because I could not get the points to work out at a couple different levels. Yeah, I, uh, Be- I, I was going to... I, was, I listened to the cast, and that's one of the things. When, when you said, I think I gotta drop Bob. I was like, you will not be able to drop Bob. It doesn't All right, work. just because you said that, I'm switching it back. No, you won't be able to. Nebula's I would switch coming. it back. Nebula's back. Go ahead, 100%. 100%. Oh, I have Nebula in my Done. list. Triple I think, stamp. I think Nebula is amazing in that faction. She's in my list, but I don't I don't know if you can play without Bob. And it's sad because he's definitely, you are correct, he is the part that's not really jiving with what he does, for sure. Yeah, because he doesn't synergize at all. Yeah. He's just a body. Yep. And I don't know. Maybe I can just convince myself it's okay not to play not to play Red Skull. Mm-hmm. But like, part of the best part of playing Bob is when you have Bob and the Grunts at the same time, and they look really funny next to each other. Yeah, you just get more little dudes. It's funny. The Grunts are by far the best version of Bob. They're the best Hydra agent by far. <laughs> uh, could I buy like a um, a second Red Skull? Do you think? And to just like change the guns out. And use them as a Nick Fury in the Helen Commandos. And just have, like, a yet another stand of grunts that look like Hydra dudes. Oh, and God. just have, like, an army of dudes in green jumpsuits. And then you could also play Mystique and Sin. Yeah. And, like, play Mystique and Sin. And just, like, have them look the same. And I'll have my Mystique painted like Sin. <laughs> just like, who the fuck is who? I can't understand this shit. Just I did play against somebody who had everybody painted with purple jumpsuits, like like purple outfits. It was oh, really obnoxious. Asshole. Yeah. Fucking loser. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, you're not. Oh, wait, are you talking guys. about me? No. Hey, wait. My guys are painted in purple jumpsuits. <laughs> uh, so you need to make sure you don't play any games with that list because the more you don't play, the stronger you get. We have seen that. <laughs> wait, are you talking to me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's your thing. Yeah, I do find I do well when I don't play games for a really long time. Yeah. And the funny thing is how much you swear you just can't bring yourself to do it. No, exact the exact thing happened that always fucking happens. I love I would love to say I'm just that good when I haven't practiced. I didn't play that well in the early rounds. I got lucky pairings. And I so I got like I got carried. It wasn't that I like I played weak opponents. I just played good matchups. Mm. And then I, I got all the bad matchups late, and there's nothing I can do about it. You Poor didn't baby. fucking uh, draw Voldemort round two? Is that no. what you're trying to say? Uh, who's Voldemort? Uh-huh. That's the snake guy, right? He comes out of the snake and climbs up the tree? Yes. What? That's a joke for later. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will go, oh. That's a joke, that's a joke from the future. It'll pay anyway. off, I promise. Mm-hmm. No, but, um... No, yeah, so that's that's kind of what happened. But the, the problem was, like, there was no pressure, right? Like... <laughs> It was the ultimate relax mode because I, I didn't even want to play that day. And Jeremy's like, you got to play. I was like, fine. Because I only really went to play in the team tournament. And because I was already qualified. So I was like, fine, I'll get random practice reps and then not practice for another two months. It'll be great. Um, and then I randomly win a bunch of games because I was not trying to win, which no. is the only time you get good matchups. Right. There you go. It's when you don't care. You drunk and mastered it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you're like shit talking somebody and you're playing like darts and you like turn around and throw a dart backwards and you like you hit the bullseye and you're like yeah but like if there was 10 bucks on it you could never do it like it's just dumb shit like that like that was basically what happened all right uh have you guys changed your list at all i am now playing guardians of the galaxy again i don't that implies you you play games uh i got to play them already um i'm one of the I'm, i'm putting the power stone on star lord and taking um ronin anyway i like ronin a lot i need to start playing with him more and see what he does i really like that you always get to do something with him like he always will judge and he always will attack your opponent can't just remove him for fun there's so many things in this game right now that can just remove your your four point model before it does anything and it feels terrible but ronin will always do a thing always Eh, hold on so one of the most fun games i've played in recent memory was against Ronin with Mystique. That is some fun shit. Because guess who doesn't get to do anything? <laughs> Ronin. Oh. Parker looks like you it really is... just stepped on this puppy. It no, I'm trying hilarious. to figure out. Okay, I'm a little confused. Who doesn't get to do anything, Ronin, because you're playing Mystique? Oh, because Shapeshifter. She, well, well, right, well, she is activated. Yeah, yeah Ronin doesn't get Because Ronin's do got three fucking physical defense, and she just straight up owns him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, I'm not saying that he's... Yeah, yeah. there are counters the to everything. Model. Right. Yeah, but Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say... Did you know Ronin is the best model? No, he's definitely not the best. He's just... I think right now, I am excited to play him in... Uh, or rather, have him in my list. As opposed to before, I was like, what? When could I use Ronin? Now I'm like, actually, no, I could absolutely use Ronin. Ronin absolutely is better than another four points I could spend in this game for these yeah. reasons. Well, what about Sleeper Agent? What about it? You sleep rage on somebody, and then you daze Ronan. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Parker's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, like, how, how hard can I not give a shit? Uh, how, yeah, I just... I don't... There are lots of... I'm not saying that Ronan... 
isn't counterable. I'm saying that I have... I, I thought you had to take Power Stone, Ronin. I thought that was something you had to do. As it turns out, you don't. He was just dying with 8 power, and that was dumb. And you... Uh, and your opponent feels like they have to get him because he does cause too much havoc. Um, in Guardians, I played him, and since Ghost Rider's an awesome put in Guardians anyway, like uh, Ghost Rider and uh, Ronin together just feel like a ball-busting combo because they are. They feel really fun. It's for it's good. challenging for your opponent to, to deal with. It's a good 17-point core. Yeah. <laughs> it's heavy. It's very heavy. I, mm-hmm. I think that the meta is definitely going to shift just to fuck your Ronin. Like, only you. <laughs> Yeah, like I know exactly what to do. I mean, I'm already playing Sleeper Agent. I've just added Mystique in instead of Bob just to fix that problem. So I'm going to have two people that can kill Ronin without response. Yeah. Ghost Rider. Fucks Ghost Rider and I'm Ronin. also playing Venom, so you can't use your rerolls on defense. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing Malicus, so you can't use your rerolls on offense. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Sleeper Agent. Yeah, Malachis. everybody's bad anti Ronin tech. Decking against Guardians just to fuck with Parker. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Jeremy, are you still playing the the Spidey boys, the bad boys of spiders? Yeah, same old, same old. I haven't changed anything. Played a few more games. Had fun. Still having fun. That's pretty much it. Uh, Aaron, are you still, um, according to the notes here, trying to keep your flame of hope alive? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know a... what that refers. Is that my I marriage or MCP? Uh, it's MCP. kind of concerned. That's, that's MCP. How you're just like, oh, okay. I love every single time. I was like, so Aaron, what, what made me, what made you think of this list? He goes, well, I'm just trying not to, not to hate this. <laughs> just kind of, you look in the middle distance <laughs> and you, and you wonder if you could ever love again. Is, is the look you have at the moment when I talk to you about what you're playing. Uh, I haven't played in a week and a half or so. Last game was against Jeremy, and I think I was rocking either Asgard or Guardians. Yeah, Asgardians. Uh, just Asgarded put, me. Put models on the table. Cool. Alrighty. So moving into our main topic, we are going to finally wrap up our leader um, leadership sorting. Um, for people that missed uh, a few episodes or just want a refresher. We're basically forwarding, sorting the different leaderships into categories of um, what they excel at and the, the type of list they promote. Um, so the types we have are meta benders, which are kind of like, it's hard to put into words, but basically their leadership's powerful enough to affect not only like dramatically how you build your list, but affect they, they affect the entire meta as a whole. Um, we also have quality of life, efficiency, blitz control and gimmick all right and the leaders we have not yet rated we've got the amazing spider-man miles morales crimson dynamo cable red skull 2 the bar with no doors and do you really want to remember all right uh so starting first we're gonna start with the amazing spider-man uh leadership is called friendly neighborhood spider team uh, once per turn during an allied character's activation, it may spend one power and choose an enemy within two. The enemy character gains the slow special condition. If the character already had the slow special condition, place it within one of its current position and then remove the slow condition. Alrighty. Um, so what do you guys think? What are the good points of this? What are your favorite parts? Favorite parts. I mean, Probably. it's super strong to just be able to apply a status, right? Like, just yeah. being able to point at something and say, you are now slow, and then move long away. 
That's pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Really, mm-hmm. that, that's super strong. You know, g- generally the spider faction is about control. So the fact they have so many, you know, like you, like you said, so many long movers. Hit, you know, Spider-Man himself is a long mover. Um, if if it, you know, as soon as somebody's standing there with an extract, they go, "You're slow," and then move two away, <laughs> just like move long away twice. Like now, now you're you're you got to remove the slow. Functionally, you staggered them, right? Because they yeah. got to remove the slow to to get have any hope of doing something at that point. So. It is really cool, um, you know. Whoop, 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 whoop. You're just gonna skitter sideways after you slow them, probably. Mm-hmm. For me, the my favorite part is definitely the place somebody within one if they're already slowed. Um, I love that it synergizes with other models that can apply slow, and so if you can get slows out there in advance, it's really easy to just start popping people around and getting them out of position or getting them closer. A number of things. Um, like we said, they're already kind of a control faction, and so just adding more control as a leadership power is pretty cool. It's really nice to do some. Uh, it's really nice to do with somebody after they've activated. That's just like, nope, you're just slightly not where you wanted to be. It gets rid of slow, doesn't it? When it removes the slow place, if they yeah. get placed. Yeah, that's why it's probably done. You know, so giving them slow is probably better before they activate, and then if they've already activated and they're, and they're slowed, then it, it might be awesome too. I like that it works on both kinds of characters, right? You want to control somebody before they've activated, we'll give them the slow. You want to control somebody after they've activated, we'll place them one. Both of those things are probably going to be more useful, depending upon what their tokens are for activation. Yeah. I don't think we have any weird rule interaction things to cover on this one. Um, What are some bad things about it? So, I've heard, even though I never played them, Web Warriors are relatively power-starved. So this is a leadership that wants more power and gives them more control. I, I'm not sure. So first of all, I think it's good and solid, but there's a significant drawback in that you're tripling down on what you do best uh, in exchange for resources you already don't have much of. Strong agree. I think that's that's a really under, I don't know, underappreciated I- that um, a lot of leaderships don't cost power. And so the fact that this one does in a already semi-power-starved affiliation, that's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Probably why we don't see this guy more often. Yeah, I feel like this one is its kind of like second verse worse than the first, maybe, a little bit. Because a lot of their characters in the faction already have premium push and pull abilities. You know, the pull abilities usually cost two power, uh, but they move things much further and don't require you to have already have another condition on them. You can just do them right then. Having that proaction is so important. And then also, a lot of them have attacks that throw or push, um, and so they're actually gaining you power rather than spending you one. The economy of this is really negative. Um, I think the uh, you can play somebody, but I think by far the thing that it's good for is probably the slow. It's going to help you with exactly being tracked down but with extracts. It's not that the other one is not good or not impossible to use, but I think the the slow t- is probably the one that gets used the most. One other problem with that, though, there are already so many characters that have slow or giant bases and they didn't care about being slow anyway. Like, it's mm-hmm. there are so many times where you're just like, okay, I could put slow on them for a power and it does absolutely nothing because the character is the Juggernaut or the Hulk or or doesn't need to go that far like they're yeah there are lots of characters I in the game like... that don't move they just they just stand there and shoot right so it doesn't do it does nothing against turrets unless you can push them also mm-hmm. i feel like if this 
a power was a designed in like today's meta and like with the understanding we have i feel like it would say something like when you're you deal damage with an attack they gain slow and then you can spend a power to place them and remove slow something like that it mm-hmm. wouldn't cost power on both ends yeah but I anyway will, I, I, I will just real quick close with i think this is actually a really i think this is a very uh varied leadership in that initially I don't think you're going to get a lot of work out of it, but I think the skill cap on this leadership is higher than it may initially appear mm-hmm. uh, because you're going to learn when to and not to use the leadership. It's not every time, right? Just like Black Panther. Yes. You don't spend free rolls every time. Um, so in this case, knowing how to effectively move other people's models, as Parker said, when they're done activating so you can score points, et cetera, uh, is going to take a little finesse and uh, probably a lot of games. So I don't think this is a, while the leadership is very straightforward, it is not a pick up and use at anything close to peak efficiency at the very beginning. So I think it's a really good leadership, but it's going to take a lot of time and practice to get reps in with. Yeah, to know when it's worth it, when it's not. Um, Fun story, I actually think that this is probably the most opportunistic leadership to use with versatile strategy. Because you can start with Miles, which is a low opportunity cost because he might even be in the list anyway. Start with Miles's leadership, who tends to play pretty aggressive and get damage on him early. And then, you know, in the middle turns, play versatile strategy before Miles dies. Makes make uh, Peter your new leader, and which is the time period when his leadership is best anyway. I will concur. I don't, I don't hate that idea. That's kind of cool. That's a that is a cool take. That is one of the first times I've heard of that. Not just being you know a meh, but but probably a stupid reasonable. gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because when you're right. on your when you're on your backside, it's probably really useful to give somebody slower to, and have plenty of power to do so. So yeah, yeah. Because generally speaking, at that point in the game, you'll have more power to utilize, and it'll be more important to place people within range two of you one. Right, like in the early turns, they're not even that close to you. So who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, so sorting him, uh, my vote is for control. I think this is our first control leadership. Yeah, strong agree. Yeah. Yep, agree. Alrighty. Where did we end up putting Sin? Trash can? Was... Uh, yeah, random. Sin in... Uh, we put her in gimmick. I yeah. argued for control, I think, and you guys overruled me. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we have Miles Morales. And before I read him, I'm going to get... Uh, actually, Parker, I'll let you read through this leadership. I'm going to grab a drink. Sure. Find him on the list. <laughs> so Miles Morales has great responsibility. Uh, as a side note, I love the Web Warriors leadership names. Friendly Neighborhood Spider Team and Great Responsibility. It's perfect. But um, Miles's uh, affiliation leadership gives all allied characters the ability to reroll one defense dice. Additionally, they may modify and re-roll skulls results while they are holding or contesting an objective token. Um, a little point of note there, they have never kind of brought this in line with some of the other newer versions of this, so that right now they can modify and re-roll any skull results while they are holding or contesting an objective token, including offensive ones. They just <laughs> it's gen- In general, they can modify and re-roll skulls if they're near or contesting, uh, holding or contesting a token. It's a good. Yeah. 
All right. Um, so it was important that you brought up the uh, you can always reroll any skulls for any reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this falls under the it's only when you're modifying your dice, though. I can't remember how that all shook out on the forums. But uh, when you're rerolling dice, you can reroll skulls. But I don't think yeah. opponents can force you to reroll skulls. Not that it would matter on Miles specifically. Mm-hmm. But let's say, for example, you had Scarlet Witch. They couldn't make you reroll your skulls. Right. Yeah, it, it sounds pretty specific. Allied characters may re-roll. Additionally, they may, yeah. referring to allied characters. Because this was like the Venom thing. Is like the yeah. I have Venom's attacking you. You can't re-roll your dice, but Venom is a spider foe, so he can re-roll your dice. Mm-hmm. This is just um, like generally. I th- we're only talking about we start with positives, right? Yeah, first, and yeah. then we can move into like, the, the biggest positive. Anybody who has you know the blanket, I can reroll one attack or defense dice. Of course, all the a lot of the spider characters have spider sense, which is just in defense. But we now have two different strategists in the game that are, you know bubble of rerolls on offense and defense. We have several assassins like Deadpool and X twenty three that just uh, Craven. They just reroll on uh, attack or defense. So you know really quickly, your defensive stats are not you know, three, three, three or four, three, two, you know, they're just functionally plus two, especially if you start rolling crits in there and you're also re-rolling those skulls with your characters that are contesting. So, you know, you, you make functionally much bigger defense pools, which aren't impervious, but they are not nothing either, especially when you start stacking it with other effects. Yeah. Rerolls are good. Um, anybody have anything else positive to say about it? Other beyond the obvious? Nope. Uh, so for downsides, it's um, more eggs in one basket due to who's affiliated with you a lot of the time. So you've already got all the people Spider Sense is affiliated. Um, compounding more and more defensive rerolls on one roll is diminishing returns. First of all, you have a small dice pool, generally speaking. Um, you might have already succeeded on a lot of your dice, so you're not rerolling the full quantity. But also, if people have offensive mods against your defense dice, for example, Spider-Foe's Leadership or Recal or Pierce, anything like that, it's cutting through all of your rerolls because you do all of your defensive mods before they mod your dice. And so you're stacking a bunch of rerolls on dice, and then those rerolls are being negated by other effects sometimes. So just be careful about stuff like that. Don't put all of your eggs in the reroll basket. I, I will say that this feels really, really good, right? And then you just watch your spider guys die anyway. <laughs> like it's, it's not... It's you... good. Well, it doesn't work on dodges. And so unless right. you have spider senses, a lot of the people with these frames, the five hit points, three defense, are going to basically fall down to throws. And, you know, they're going to fall down to just rapid firing, like just constant attacking mm-hmm. that you're going to you're going to blank out. It doesn't matter if you have one reroll. Um, and so it's not it's not a big defense jump. It just it's just nice. Mm-hmm. Right. It, I would say the ability to reroll skulls is almost better than the reroll of defense die. Uh, I will actually say uh, we mentioned that, you know, a character that already has the uh, rerolls. But I think perhaps when I felt it's the best is when you have a character that gets blanks. So a martial artist or some mm-hmm. kind that feels really good. Um, For sure. Because then, then you're rerolling your skull into you know a lot more different dice possibilities to to get the block. So I, I mean, just as an aside, like think about Ancient One. So Ancient One has martial artist yeah. for the blanks. She has um, rerolls on defense, and she has the ability to push people closer to herself, 
which is board control. Mm -hmm. So if you attack her, you get moved. If you attack her close, which she's going to move you towards her, uh, she's going to have the the succeeding on blanks, and she's going to have the rerolls, and she gets to mod her skulls, so she's never locked out of rerolling. That's a really annoying defense kit to put into this affiliation. Uh, she was in my Spider-Man yeah. roster for a long time. For sure. Uh, just like, that's, this sounds like super fun. In fact, I think if I ever played Spider Foes again, I think I would. Sorry, sorry, play Web Warriors again. I think I would go to instead of always just playing Venom in the, the four point slot, doing some other cool things. There's some cool four pointers out there, like like her. You're just like, man, that seems obnoxious as hell. <laughs> yeah. Um, any other thoughts, points, criticisms, concerns? Questions? It's really good. It, it's a really good, good leadership for a three point model. Alrighty, uh, so putting it into a category, um, I think I'm going to vote for quality of life. I was originally thinking efficiency, but I think it, um, I don't know, I'm leaning quality of life. Mostly for the ability to reroll skulls. Would you agree at one point it probably would have been a meta bender, but no longer? It's just not the same For a few caliber. months probably, yeah. but I think that was just because at the time Miles was so far ahead of the curve of what a three-point model could be. Right. That he was a meta bender and not so much his leadership. Okay. Kind of like Sam. Like, Sam is a nuts three point model when you look at him in a vacuum, and then he has a crazy leadership on top of it. Mm -hmm. Aaron, do you have thoughts? Nope. Nothing that you guys haven't said. I think efficiency is, I think it's efficiency is the way to go. Jeremy? Uh, I'm with you. I, I like quality of life. Oh, I'm sorry. I misspoke. I meant quality of life. Yes. Because oh. it's not, it's so not. we're all in agreement then. <laughs> yes, I, you guys I, should fight about it though. Because I apologize. <laughs> no, Parker, but you're I, wrong. I think it's more like a quality of life instead of quality <laughs> of life. I mean, if I were to pick, See, I'd say quality of life. I mean, if stupid, I knew you were going to say so. quality of life too, I would have said efficiency. I know. That's why I went. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, the unfortunate character that's been added to one of my rosters that I am upset about. The Crimson Dynamo. <laughs> you Dimitri can do something about that. Bukharin? Bukharin? Bukharin, yes. Bukharin. Mm -hmm. uh, unbreakable red line. I remember when Aaron was so excited to get this leadership on the table. <laughs> At the start of an allied character's activation, it may remove one special condition. That is good. Moving on. <laughs> When an allied <laughs> character is contesting a secure objective and would be pushed, it may roll a die. On a crit, wild, or block, it is not pushed. Okay. <laughs> it's great, but random. I love that there are characters in the game that can't contest objectives that you could put in your list that would just not get the second part of the leadership. <laughs> so weird. Like, look at my... Honey Badger, not. Honey Badger, <laughs> Nebula, and Injured Wolverine. Yeah. Okay, uh, good things. Obviously, removing negative effects is good, um, but it's situational at best. It is um, cool. It's one of the only fixed ways in the game to remove Stagger. That's pretty cool. Stagger mm -hmm. doesn't happen. Super um, strong when that happens. Fun rule interaction is um, it says when you would be pushed uh, and you roll the die and you succeed on the die roll, you are not pushed. So let's say, for example... Uh, Peter weblines you and you make the die roll. You're not pushed. He can just webline you again because <laughs> webline specifies you can push each model only once a turn, not you can use it on somebody once a turn. That and so cute. he can keep weblining you until he, you fail the die roll. <laughs> I'd be so mad. <laughs> the, just fun interaction for people that don't know if you indomitable a webline, they can just webline you again. 
Parker, you seem confused and or mad. No, I'm just, uh, I love it. I'm, I'm really, really I love glad. it because I like Peter. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, yeah. I'm actually really, really happy that the Web Warriors just shit all over this because I don't. I just love the, the visual image of Peter shoots the webs at him and yanks and he's like, rips the webs. He's like, Rah! He's like, Web again. <laughs> go, Web, awesome go. Anyway. Like, so no! he succeeds Away twice web. and Peter spends four power? Yeah. Okay. But that's not very likely since, you know, it's a three and eight chance to succeed once. Well, then if Perrin's playing, that's like super obvious. It's going to happen every time. I mean, you would. I mean, he would roll so well that he'd crit the first roll and roll into a wild to automatically succeed the next roll. That's how <laughs> optimistic Perrin is on the die rolls. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to bank these successes for my next. Yeah, season. exactly. God. So I, I still like the leadership. Uh, I think the team brings it down, but the leadership is half of Asgard, right? The removing conditions, but yep. better because it's free. No power, uh, yeah. And I love the fact that the can't be pushed uh, is situationally screwing with your opponent. You're like, oh, I'm going to move Panther, pounce, and push you off the point. Now yep. your opponent's like, well, shit. That's what I would want to do in every situation, but I'm playing against you, and all I want is the push. But three-eighths of the time, you're going to give my entire Black Panther's activation the middle finger. Yeah, I that was going to bring that up if you didn't. The thing I love about it is not that it gives you a three-and-eight chance to defend a push. It's that your opponent is going to not go for those opportunities like 30% of the time because it's not situationally good if it fails. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that situation. I think his leadership is really underrated. It doesn't sound great when you just read it, but I think it's actually pretty good. The reason people don't... So there are leaderships you build a team around, and then there are leaderships that just uh, benefit your whole team. And this is the mm -hmm. second one. Uh, so it, yeah. it's not sexy. It's not exciting. Uh, and like I said, it's just let down by the affiliation. But I, I still it's think like, it's... Yeah. It, unfortunately, they, they just have like... I don't know. Their faction's just bare of like really good four-pointers, you know? Mm. Just... Baron. <laughs> uh, Come on, Jeremy. You got to giggle at that one. <laughs> Listen, if you can put Cocaine Bear in your list, you just do it. <laughs> I feel like Cocaine Bear, you just double all of his dice. That's, rolls. Oh, man. That's exactly. Whatever he, results he rolls, you double He's it. going around eating cocaine. <laughs> That's actually, I, the, the, my comment was going to be, uh, we could have had Cocaine Bear. Instead, we have this bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I think his leadership, like, I think along the lines of what Aaron was saying is a rising tide, like, raises all boats kind of situation where it's like, I've just built this list that's affiliated with this faction, and I'm using this, and then I get this leadership bonus that makes everything better. Like, it's not it's not why I built the list, but it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's a product of it. If, you're, if we're just ranking leaderships and not the factions, you have to play with them, then this ranks pretty high. Well, we're not ranking, we're sorting, but yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm at that literally. I know we're also. I, I wouldn't so call it is, top tier, but it's it's either average to slightly above average. A two on the Aaron <laughs> scale. I love the how I specifically yeah. say we're not rating. We've <laughs> been rating this whole time, but because Parker said it, we're going to rate it. I am, you know, really influential. <laughs> so I don't think we can call this efficiency, right? Because it doesn't make your list do anything better. It's just it's like. A protective shield against certain things your opponent can do. So I think it has to be quality of life, right? You just don't yeah. have to deal with it those times. Yes. Yeah. It's not control. 
I mean, you control where your models are at. You control like the fact Jeremy, that you... I'll drive to your house and beat you to death with a sorry. Fucking cocaine the cocaine bear, bear had me loose. <laughs> I, I've been loose. I'm loose tonight, guys. Sorry. Loose. He loosened him up. All right. Next up, we have Cable. Wetworks. Each allied character may reroll one die in their attack rolls once per turn. Ta-da! Probably the shortest verbiage of any leadership. I like mm-hmm. it. I understand it. I understand. <laughs> I understand what they're getting at. Are you picking up what they're putting down? I, I am. And moving on. Can we rate it now? Are we there? <laughs> uh, positives for this one is, it, it you know, as long as you're making an attack, it's happening. So there's not a lot of opportunity cost. Attacks are really common in the game. Usually move and attack is at least what you're doing. Um, also, rerolling a dice is, you know, just potentially giving you a plus one all the time. Any way that you have to count successes on other dice faces is going to be good. So... Scarlet Witch Counting Skulls, or uh, New Red Skull, or uh, Corvus Counting Blanks. Anybody mm-hmm. who can anybody who can turn their attack dice it is, makes it really consistent, plus one. Well, you have to keep in mind when you're like counting blanks, the only die you're missing on but can reroll is a block. So I would actually right. argue that you're losing efficiency on your leadership at that point. <laughs> You mean another leadership? Would, another leadership would be better. But oh, I mean, maybe like I mean, we all know there's a better leadership than this that yeah. does the exact same fucking thing. Yes. But my point was just being that if you hit on everything but blocks and skulls, and you can only reroll the blocks, what the fuck is the point of the leadership? Uh, I'm not telling you that's. Gr- I'm not telling you like, you should really like, shell out for Red Skull or Corvus Glaive. Right, right. I'm just pointing that out. Yeah. It's like so, I just I would be so worried about including someone like Red Skull or Corvus in the list that you'd just be wasting the leadership anyway. So here's here's my takeaway with the leadership is what it really boils down to is you will do four extra damage throughout the course of the game. Total? Yes. Sign me up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And where's the math coming from on that? So I'm assuming no attacks round one because your opponent's relatively smart. I'm assuming. Uh, well, hold on. You have a guy who can place and shoot range five. Fine. Like, so you're going to get some. Yeah. The, yeah. The guy it comes with is definitely shooting round one. And so then I'll assume five. you're getting at least four attacks each turn, rounds two and three. Uh, four characters making attacks, because that's all you get once per sure, character. Because right, it's maximum right. one per character. Yeah. Right. Uh, so with a approximate 50% chance for that reroll to turn into a hit, those four attacks per turn turn into two hits per turn. And the game is probably over by round four. so Decided, at least. Correct. So in terms of impact on the game, you're going to get two extra damage to in round two, two on round three, maybe one on round one. So we'll call it five. You get to do five extra damage to your your opponent uh, with this leadership, mm-hmm. in a nutshell. But it's unconditional. It's just going to happen. You don't have to set it up like Daredevil. It's very, very easy. So there are three leaderships in the game that are effectively carbon copy reiterations of each other. It is this one, Daredevil Shadowland, and Green Goblin. <coughs> this one is by far the worst of those three. It is the the simplest, but it's the worst of the three. Do you want me to argue? No, I'm just... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, that was the end of my statement. It wasn't meant to be so dramatic. <laughs> Concur. Move on. Yeah. To be fair, when this came out, you know this because the the fact that it, the, the opportunity cost is so easy to pay for that mm-hmm. 
you know, it, it was it was really appealing at the time, but we realized that there, you you can set up the situations the other leaders leader, the other leaderships need fairly easily, and well, then only, do so much more. Yeah, so Shadowlands Daredevil has a stipulation, but Green Goblin doesn't. It's just mm-hmm. strictly better than this. Right. Well, and admittedly, the time, they errated it to be better than it was. I was really right. hoping they would also do this. Yeah. Um. The problem I have is their affiliation is filled with fucking melee characters, and then on top of being melee characters, you can only get it once around, which means most of their fucking characters only get to use leadership two, maybe three times a game. It's like, really? Like, come on. Um, I don't think Cable's a bad character, because I know Nigel's going to fucking roast me for this, but uh, I don't. I think he's a bad leader. I don't think he's a bad character. Mm-hmm. I think he's fine. Like, his kit works. He does good stuff. He's good in, he's even good in X-Force. He's just not a good leader, right? If they had a stronger leader, they'd be played more. Yeah. I mean, this it leadership really has a, okay. has a very games. finite uh, line between its ceiling and its floor. Like, it mm-hmm. is probably slightly below average, and it's never going to go to complete dog shit and never going to go to above average. Because you're always going to get something out of it, but it's always going to be a little... <sighs> Yeah, and also anyone who's played this game for a long time knows that if you're putting your faith in the dice to win you the game, you've made mistakes already. So this leadership gives you nothing to play out of a hole with. Like, if your plan is just Yahtzee them, then I guess then this is a good leadership for you. But it's just, I would really like to have, like, something else. Like, considering it's the worst of the three just straight-up attack bonus ones, I would like it to be also, like, I don't know, like... Like Storm, like both of Storm's abilities are better than this leadership. Like, yeah. why couldn't he? Pick, ju- why pick could, one. <laughs> yeah, why couldn't he have like the? I don't know. When attacking or defending, once per round, you can reroll a die. Like they could have put that on there too. Like give him the defensive reroll too, and that way he'd at least be the guy who has the whole package. Anyway, moving into the categorizing, um, this has to be efficiency, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you can make a an argument for Blitz. I agree. All right. La, next up, we have Red Skull 2 Electric Boogaloo. Because he shoots the electrics. World Domination. During the power phase, allied characters gain one power if they are holding or contesting an objective token. Simple, right to the point, easy. Um, fun rules interaction here. Um... You get an extra power for having a chimichanga. That is pretty funny. You also could have a chimichanga, find a way to drop it, and then have everyone stand next to it to get a power. <laughs> and then you could share the chimichanga. <laughs> Admit it. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Loaves and fishes. That's that you can also start the game with extra power on a D deployment with a large base. That's mm-hmm. true. I like this a lot. This is a good one. Just to you you already said it, but just to clarify for anyone listening, within range one is contesting an objective, even if it's an extract. Correct. We always talk about contesting secures, but there could be an extract on the ground, just like you talked about the Chimichanga. And if you're within one of it, uh, you would benefit from the leadership. We we talked about this on the the senator safe house one, right? They yep. they actually technically don't go away when you find the senator. The safe houses are still there. Correct. So you can contest a safe house that's worth zero points and get extra power. Uh, on the researcher, the back points that you're trying to bring him yep. to, they the, also the count. back points. Yeah, even even though they don't do anything unless you bring the researcher there, they do count as things to get you points or get um, you an extra power. 
weird uh good and bad part of the Terrigen clouds and mayor fist they move in the cleanup phase and so you don't get the extra power unless they land on top of you mm-hmm. but if they do like if like you're you can test it and you get to move it you can put it on top of your guy and gain a power or if your opponent lands it on top of you you get one net zero take poison and power right but you take a damage too but yeah but yeah, I think we've talked about there's more pluses than negatives in the random missions that are out there. So, um, And like we've talked about, there's a couple different ones that put out objective tokens, I think, right? Isn't the dossier... Te- the, sorry, the Dozier. Isn't the Dozier technically <laughs> an objective token? Yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it sounds like it physically hurt here. That's incorrect. It's the Dozier. The Douchier. It's French. Okay, you realize I have a master's in French. You guys are killing me right it now. It is an objective token. That's correct. I once had a person argue with me that riposte was pronounced riposte. <laughs> and I I was having the, a conversation with a person who was a fencing instructor. And they were just like, no. And he's like, no, I'm pretty sure. It's like, you are incorrect. You don't even he's need like, to be no, a no, no, no. You don't know what you're talking about. He's like, I teach fencing. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to know this. And it's like, oh my God. Like, it's so hard. He's like, I've heard it that way multiple times. It's like, yeah, good call. Riposte sounds delicious. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is great riposte. Yep. Okay. Um, there's really not much to say about this one, right? No. What happens? Uh, oh, so there is actually a weird interaction. Um, what happens if you're holding enough cosmic cubes to kill yourself? What? You don't get the extra power, correct? Because player effects happen after crisis effects in the in the power phase. Um, if you die, you don't get power. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I'm saying, okay, so I have a model holding a cosmic cube. He has one hit point remaining. Okay. We get to the power phase. Does the comic cube, cosmic cube daze him before he gains the red skull bonus power? I believe it does. I'd have to check the timing chart, but if... Crisis effects happen before player effects, then yes, 100%. You're right. I'm pretty sure, because the issue was, if you're playing Infinity Formula, you couldn't play all according to plan before gaining the Infinity Formula power. Or after gaining the Infinity Formula power. So that, Just af- that's after the, oh, no power up. So that's, that's, the, that's the opposite of what you just said. That's the opposite yeah, of what you said. Yeah, let me check. I have to check now. Yeah, tactics cards, you cannot play... If you're playing Infinity Formula, you cannot get the power and then use that to play at the 10 cost for, all, uh, for that card. For the... Did I say all according to plan? Yeah. Yes. Because I was thinking about it, and if you do get, if the if the crisis does the damage first, you could actually, if your opponent, or a, if if your opponent has someone holding a cube and they get dazed by it, you could place the cube next to multiple members of your team and they all get an extra power for it. And then you could activate first and pick it up, which would be really cute. Where is the timing? Okay, cleanup phase. Score victory points. Resolve power player phase. effects. Oh, power, power phase. phase. Power Damn phase. It. Gain a power. Player effects. Non-player effects. So yeah. So crisis effects would be after player effects. So you would get your power before the cubes trigger. Yep. Which is actually, I think, the worst of the two options, but yeah. it's fine. Well, that explains why you do not get to power up. In this case, you couldn't play all according to plan, but you couldn't use Red Skull power to then play a card. Correct. Um, you could no, you could because they're the same. You could, it, it is yes, a player you, yes, you could, yeah. yeah. But you couldn't gain the Infinity Formula power and then play a card. Got it. 
All right. So what do you guys think? Is this a quality of life or an efficiency? That's efficiency. Yeah, I think because you yeah. can, it's just making what you're doing better. Like, you're already contesting points. Mm -hmm. Concur. Uh, next up, we have the bar with no doors. One of my favorite leaderships. So this is going to be a lot of words. Um, for people that don't know, uh, they have a tactics card leadership for the convocation of, and the leader can spend a power each turn to flip it over. And it comes out of your 10 tactics cards, but does not take up one of your five squad cards. Uh, the first one, Moons of Munapar. I don't know how to say that word. Munapar, yeah. M Munapar. Yeah. When an ally character makes a mystic attack against a character without an activated token, it may reroll one of its attack dice. When an ally character without an activated token makes a defense roll, it may reroll a defense die. So it only applies to characters uh, that don't have activated tokens. So when you're attacking someone without one, or if you're being attacked one and you don't have one, you get to reroll one die. On offense, it's only if you're making a mystic attack. Uh, the other side is Circle of the Cosmos. When an ally character suffers damage from an enemy effect, after the effect is resolved, you may place it within one of its current position. A character can be placed by this leadership only once per turn. Alright, so good things about it. it the, the place effect resolves anytime you're damaged by an enemy effect, which is basically everything but crisis effects. Um you get to place. So it's not just on attacks. It's everything. Um, even like explosive on a, on an attack triggers it. It's, it's pretty much everything. Um, it's great. Uh, the base size that you have on your models is going to obviously go into the place. Um, so if you have large base models in a convocation list, they place like forever away. It looks like on the table. Like, so if you are starting base to base contact with, with Doctor Strange and you hit him, I'm pretty sure he actually places out of range two of you if he goes directly away. I think that is true. Yeah. Um, a large base model doesn't get to range three away, but it's it's really far. Uh, the rerolls, I think, are underrated, but they're definitely the worst of the two sides. Uh, the other good thing about it is you can choose any convocation character in the affiliation to be your leader. Anybody have anything to say about this leadership? Uh, really, really good. It is good. Again, I, like I love leaderships that influence your opponent's decision-making construct, and this does that. The, um, the, the skill floor on this leadership is so high. There's so much stuff going on in Convocation all the time. It's sometimes really easy to forget you even have a leadership. Um like there's so many rerolls and like targeting effects that you have that it's it's really hard to keep all that straight and also remember your leadership at the right time. Yep, and there's almost no way to play around it. Yeah, there's there is almost no counter because unless you just have a way to not let them reroll defense dice, nothing prevents people from placing. So, I think there's a lot of this is another one with that like you talked about the ceiling being so high. Um yeah. there's a lot of shenanigans you can do with this for instance uh i'm going to attack you great uh toad toad's gonna place with the leadership then he's gonna slip he's gonna place towards you and then mm -hmm. slippery onto the point yeah so toad just moved instead of this oh you attack me i get to move back uh, instead i'm gonna like double medium move forward like what the yeah. hell 
My um, favorite is um, you hit Hood and Hood transforms and then places from the leadership and yep. he's in his demon mode. And so you can place him in like weird spots because two range one places is so far yeah. in these weird spots. And then he, he shows up with damage reduction. So if you only do one, he generally places forward. And if you do like three damage, he places backwards like out of light of sight. The other thing you can do a lot is put your models on top of terrain, like uh, kiosks and stuff, because almost all of them have flight. And then when they attack you, if they they do damage, you just place behind it, and they can't see you anymore. It's really hard to double tap their characters. Or at minimum, you place two in cover. Yeah, you have to be really careful when you're learning how to use it, because you have to think about where you put your models in a whole new way. And not just to like take advantage of the leadership, but not to put yourself in spots where you can't use it. Because sometimes you'll like put a model not within range one of a piece of terrain. And so you can't quite place on top of it or like behind it or something. And so you end up having to stay on top of it or in front of it. And it's it's really weird. So you have to always be making sure you're placing like within noticeably within one of a piece of terrain. So that way you can get over or in front of it or whichever side of it you're trying to get to. It gives you more options. Yep. Oh, I don't even know how to sort this one. This one's so crazy. I actually would argue to put it in meta benders. I think it's one of the best leaderships in the game. I was actually going to say that was was my category for it because the fact that it has it, we we haven't even talked about the whole dice rerolling thing. It has mm-hmm. you know offensive and defensive free dice rerolling um, as well. So like that, like it has got one of the best dice rerolling effects in the game and one of the best uh, reactionary um, like damage mitigation effects. And, you know, you can put it on any character you want in your affiliation. So you don't even have, you're not even tied to one character. How could yeah. it, how could it not be a meta bender? There, there are some games when you put it on Wong and you just hide him in the back and he just never sees combat. Yeah. Just because you don't want to risk losing it. I, I think it is the definition, like, um, the, their tactic slots are, are why you play them, but this is like king shit of tactics slots, right? <laughs> it's like... Yeah, no, there's there's no chance you would ever not play this. It's mm-hmm. yeah, I would lose a whole nother card to get this leadership, but in. you don't even have to. It's it's already yeah, it's already your yeah. sixth. Hmm. I don't know that I agree, meta bender, because if I know I'm going up against convocation, specifically the leadership, I don't know that I change my list at all to deal with it. Like if you told me my my opponent was combo, like obviously. You know, Bart, well, is or, that is that ahead. because you can't, or is that because you just don't think it's worth it? Like, if there was something you could do to shut down the leadership, would you? So, in a competitive environment, I would look for ways to mitigate the leadership. But I think it is nowhere near as bending as, say, Malekith and Sam, right? Like, I think you need specific answers to Malkabal, and you have to have a way to deal with Sam Bengers. But... Maybe I'm under underselling combo a little bit. I think it's super good. I just don't know that it's bending how I approach the game because that that leadership because the leadership exists. How about that? Yeah, I don't know that. I'm trying to think of any kind of example of something you would do. Um, I can tell you that I've had people play like um, Mark for Death against me, knowing that I was playing Convocation, and they only put it in because of Convocation rerolls. And part of it is like, you know, Doctor Strange, because he's always going to be there when you're playing Convocation. But it, part of it was leadership, too. I don't know. I don't know there's anything you can do against it because it's so versatile. Like, if you shut down the rerolls, they use the place. If you try to manipulate their ability to place, then they can use rerolls. Like, it's it's crazy. 
I have had people try to like scalpel out my leader before, but I don't know that you really can that easily. Okay, so what's your vote then for Aaron? Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes these don't define easy categorization. Yeah, I mean it does too much, right? I mean, I want I want to say gimmick, but it's not really a gimmick. It's, it's just not. yeah. Well, the whole I get to play sand time you shoot me. It's if we had to pick one of the ones we've already put down here, I would have to say it's a blitz if we're not going meta bender because it makes it really hard for your opponent to like pile damage on one person and it gives you like combat efficiency. Like I I don't know how it could be anything other than blitz because it's I, all about like tempo. It's like I'm costing you attacks. Hmm. I don't know. You're the one who yeah. plays it. I'll let you choose. I mean, I, I'm not. I, th- I would say meta bender. I think okay. it is. Then I guess one. I mean, it's not the best leadership sure. in the game, but like, there's a short list of things that are better than it. Because convocation I, isn't a, an affiliation without this leadership. Okay. I also think there's something about this leadership. We're talking about like high skill cap, like leaderships. This is such a huge skill cap leadership because yeah. it's one of those that you actually have to, unlike Sam, which is like. Which oh you're playing Avengers? Which leadership are you doing, Sam's? Like unless I'm trying to do something funny with power, give me, and then I'm going to do Steve. But with this one, it's very much you 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 have to play your list, which like you said has a million triggers, and then you have to play against your opponent's list. And like knowing which side to to play, it requires really good experience with both. Like I'm seeing what you're doing, and in this situation I need this side, and in this situation I need this side at this time or this time. It's you want to talk about a really high ceiling. However, the cool thing about it is a lot of play is going to result in exactly dominance, right? It's not just like you. You got mm-hmm. you, you found out a few tricks. Like, no, I, I now know what to do every time I go up against somebody. I'm going to make this hard for you. That's a meta bender, I think. Yeah. Okay. Meta bender it is. Moving on, we have Thanos. Uh, what sins category? Gimmick. Okay. Uh, when an enemy character is KO'd, this character the con- this character's controlling player scores one victory point. God, if they ever print something that lets you take control of somebody and you like take control of Thanos and he kills one of their own people and you score a victory point, <laughs> that'd be so brutal. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the leadership does. Um. <laughs> Okay, so the time it's important is when your opponent brings a grunts. Grunts are really good. They're really prevalent in the meta today. Um, especially when your opponent is playing like Red Skull and they can't not summon their grunts. <laughs> is that correct? They they have to, right? Uh, I believe it's place. I don't think it says you may. Um, can you <laughs> just fail to place? Just whack them all these things all day. Place them into play within one of this character. Man, I think you have to. I Unless concur. you can. My, I mean, you can make an argument like, I'm going to place him on top of Red Skull. Oops, I failed. And then, like, okay, we move on. Like, that would be the only argument. You can't decide to not to. You have to. You would have to have something preventing you from doing it. I would have the TO throw you out of the shop. Is this uh, the first why? time you can actually camp a model? Bitch, I am the Tia. Okay. <laughs> yeah, spawn camp Red Skull. That's what I'm saying. You can fucking camp him. Well, that's the thing. Is like, he's a short-range character that can't not summon his group. You just lose. Like, unless he two-shots Thanos, you, you, you're dead. Like, he's going to score six free victory points? Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I'm not going so anywhere. Weird. Summon that thing. <laughs> yeah. Smash. Uh, yeah. The, the You're playing is... Endless Legions to try and stop him from getting victory points? <laughs> Please stop. Oh, it hurts. That'd be funny. But the leadership's just bad. Yeah, it, makes, it makes up for Black Order with Thanos being so dominant for a while. So Yeah. The problem is, fun. like, it actually wasn't that bad because if they killed, like, two of your characters, because they just killed the weakest characters you had, and then they outrace you to scenario because they were playing keep away with single extracts. It was so annoying. Anyway. Uh, curiously, the backside, uh, which it changes, right, to, to where he can reroll yeah, for damage. That's true. <laughs> we should bring up the backside. It's I've never I've only seen somebody do it once. And it was out of peer pressure, and it was Jeremy. Um, it worked out. Is, Perfectly. During the modified dice, excuse me, during the modified dice step of an attack, uh, an allied character may suffer up to three damage. For each damage suffered, it may reroll one of its attack dice. Explanation text. If an attacking character becomes dazed or KO'd during attack, it ends. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> if you wanted yep. to, this is not something you would probably ever game for, but healing characters could reroll for free. Like, there's healing factor in the game, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah, like X twenty three could just reroll two on all of her attacks, which yeah. would be cool. Uh, you could also get um, uh, characters that heal when they do damage. You know, you get one back or something. So if you're trying to do damage, there's one in the faction. So there's it's that. not worthless, but it, considering yeah. you're buying an eight point leader for this ability, and he has to get dazed before <laughs> you can use it, it's less than ideal. Yeah, it's, you're not. <laughs> I'm gonna double move Thanos so I can get my full kit of X twenty three going. In the biz, we call this a subpar maneuver. <laughs> I do, I do think it's interesting that um, if you do, you know, later in the game, which is presumably, hopefully, where Thanos is on his backside, right? In, mm -hmm. you know, turning your health into uh, an advantage, because it often comes down to, like, single activations, right? Single actions right. at the very end. You get like, to the end of the game, you're like, well, if Thanos kills Malekith right here, I probably win the game. And so right. it's like, I, we're putting everything on this. Right. Turning your... Yeah. At that point, that three health doesn't matter anymore, because you have, if you have the first activation, and this is key, your health means nothing. It should turn yeah. into dice. So it's not like... I agree. Yeah. It's, it's not... not it's not, like, idiotic to use it. You just right. have to understand the situation. Yeah. Right. Um... This is, it's still not good. Like, this is actively bad. Um, and I think it's that way to try and balance a really strong character and a strong affiliation. And it still didn't for, like, this dominated the game for over a year. Um, if only it was the opposite. Like, what if they switched his leadership to where you could take damage on the front side, and then once he's injured, you got an extra point for killing people? That could be really interesting. Because you could like intentionally get yourself killed while killing them to then flip over and then get the cleanup points. Maybe I don't know. It's it's just messy. Thanos is just fucking messy. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um. So he's a gimmick, right? I mean, technically, it's quality of life because you're gonna end up getting one to two victory points out of it. But you could put him in gimmick, and I wouldn't. Well, I don't might. know that you are. I think I think in most games at this point that Thanos is involved in, either you get an irrelevant amount of points because you're going to win, or he he dies. Like those are the two games you play with Thanos. Okay, I'm fine with gimmick. Yeah, I think it's a gimmick. I d don't really care. I think if you were going to say it's quality of life, I, I would say Blitz because you're just trying to get there before they can stop you. Anyway, moving on. To the last one, do you really want to remember? Which is the unreleased Weapon X one, which we could probably skip. 
but we're not going to. <laughs> or, sorry, it's called Are You Sure You Want to Remember? Uh, wall of Text, basically Laura Kenny or James Logan Hewitt, a.k.a. Wolverine in X-23, uh, can play this card. It's a tactics leadership. Um, you do have to include it in your five, I believe. Yep. Yeah, because it's after deployment. You may play this card. Uh, yep. The character that played this card gains three memory tokens and the following leadership ability. When an ex allied weapon X character is targeted by an attack, this character may remove one memory token. And the defending character adds two dice to its defense roll. Then, after the attack is resolved, if no damage was suffered, as a result of the attack, the allied character may advance short towards the attacking character. Additionally, when a allied character is dazed or KO'd, you gain a memory token, maximum three. So basically, you get an amount of defense dice during a game based on how many of your people are dying, which is kind of counterintuitive, but whatever. We did come up with a lot of fun rules questions in our Discord channel over this one. Uh, what happens when you are attacked and spend a memory token and then bodyguard the attack? No damage was dealt. Do I get to move? <laughs> yes and no. Yes and no. You the get body, to move to bodyguard somewhere to move. else. Yeah. The bodyguard gets to move. The bodyguard gets to move. Well, no. No, okay, so let's see. An allied weapon X character. I wonder if Colossus is going to be in Weapon X. Probably not. Highly doubt it. I'm trying to think of other weird shit that could happen now. We all agreed that, and I don't know if this has been ruled on or anything, but we all agreed that it was, no, you don't get to move. Correct. Um, yeah. So how valuable is, we'll say, was it, we're averaging 10 to 12 extra defense dice during a game? If it was that important, Cable would be played more, I can tell you that. So this leadership is just strictly worse version of Guardians, right? Yes, it's strictly <laughs> worse Guardians. Because they get way more rerolls per turn. They don't have to be on on affiliated characters. And, um, yeah. You don't just, lose a tactics card for it? You don't lose a tactics card. It's just strictly better. So the here's thing, the... The, the, Guardians, the, the one thing the Guardians ahead. doesn't do is it, it actually uses your pool, right? So two, adding two extra dice is better than rerolling two, statistically. That's the one way. Technically true. They, that is technically true. Go ahead, Aaron. However, the quantity of dice, being able to use them on any roll, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, the potency of them on defense is better. Go ahead, Aaron. I didn't interrupt you. Say, so with the number of good tactic cards available to Weapon X, I'm not even sure this makes your five. Actually, I take it back. It's worse because uh, Guardians gets to see the dice pool before spending. That's true. The token stays on there. Yeah. Because you might add the two dice and have already got three crits or something. Who knows? I'll say the one positive for this is Weapon X characters, a lot of them are healing factors. Probably maybe all of them will be. And healing factor characters are very obnoxious if you can't go over the top with damage on them, right? Mm. Um, you need to one activation them commonly in order to get them to stick as dead. They can heal so much health over the game if you have to spend a lot of time killing them. So the fact that this does give defense is probably going to be a benefit to the Weapon X faction. The fact that it only targets Weapon X characters, it means they'll probably be... It will probably be useful to healing factor Weapon X characters. I don't think it'll be anti-synergy. I think it synergizes with the, fa with the healing factor side of them. I, I think it'll be remain to be seen if advancing short with they're not taking damage is good or not i think that might be a real pocket case but 
The adding if two it was just nice. advanced short in general and not specifically towards the character like aggressive right. and only right. short, it would be better. But I, yeah. I don't I don't see how it's going to be that relevant. You'll just attack the people have already activated, which is what you do against healing factor characters anyway. Mm-hmm. You wait till they activate so they don't get to heal and you try and bury damage on them. Right. I'm not well, I'm not saying that this is a strong leadership. I'm yeah. just saying that I think in Weapon X it will do a thing. But I don't know if that thing is worth your tactical slot. Yeah. The cute thing is uh, old Sabretooth gets to advance regardless because he has aggressives, right? So if you damage him, he moves. If you don't damage him, he moves. So he's always moving, <laughs> which is cute. I, I do like... for hopping like a cat. I, I do like how, kind of what you said, Parker, uh, it synergizes. And mm, yeah. think back to Peter Parker. Uh, it doubled down on what Web Warriors are already doing. But Weapon X is all about uh, killing, right? Yeah. We're just going to go ham. Uh, and this maybe helps them stay alive to actually do that. So they don't need help killing. They need help getting there. Right. They need help not being so, dead. So um, I'm not sure it's good at that, but at least tries to do that. In every video game ever, also, we can show you the math how a layered diversified defense is always better than all in in one thing. So... Like, the fact that it's adding defense dice on top of high pools and lots of healing is good. Because you don't want to just have all you do is heal, because then you'll just get one shot and it won't matter. You don't want to have just extra defense dice, because then you roll bad and it won't matter. So you want to have everything combined. Also, a lot of the healing factor characters are, like, most dangerous up at range, too. And the fact that you do get to, you know... Uh, we talked about, like, your opponent having to think about things. Your opponent's going to think twice about doing that range, you know, that four dice attack. You're like, oh, do I do a four dice attack into Sabretooth? Um, if I hit him, he moves towards me and attacks me. If I miss him, he moves towards me anyway. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like, so now I'm, I mean, Sabretooth is a bad example, but now all the models are like Sabretooth, where you're wondering, can yeah. I attack them without having some serious reprisal where they're coming right at my face? Yeah. As far as what Aaron said about how he doesn't think it makes your five, I don't see how it doesn't, like... We talk all the time about like how leaderships are bad, but like every leadership in the game is better than the worst tactics cards. Like, and they might not be better than the worst tactics cards, but they're or sorry, better than the best tactics cards. But they are effects that happen every round, every turn. They are very impactful to the game. I'd be hard pressed to find five tactics cards that were better than this one. Like getting ten to twelve defense dice as a tactics card is good. Like that's I think very it very good. It's just sad dependent. that it takes up a card. Like, Weapon X into Web Warriors, I probably don't play this leadership. Or Kingpin Criminals. If you're not trying to kill me, that means I only get to use the memory tokens three times, period. At which point, it's pretty dog shit. Maybe, yeah. Unless you bring Bob or Grunt, right? I'm pretty sure it's enemy. Additionally, when an ally character is dazed or KO'd by an enemy effect. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but you just bring, like, Bob or Grunt, and every time they kill Bob or Grunt, you get a memory token. You can just only spend them on the Weapon X characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, yeah. if I'm playing Web Warriors, I, I'm just never going to daze your models, even your Grunt or your Bob. Well, sure, but I can just, like, take Red Skull, and he's that guy's contesting a point. Like, you going to just let him contest points all day? No, I'm going to webline his ass off. Okay, well, he's going to walk back. <laughs> okay, next I think, turn, I, I think I'll you're going to spend more resources. <laughs> you're going to spend way more resources keeping him off the point than he, it would be fucking worth. I also don't think you're going to take red skull and weapon x but that's a separate point you don't know me i, I said think i didn't say no yeah, that's what you get for thinking i know 
<laughs> All right, so where are we putting this? Uh, definitely in the trash pile, right? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, this is efficiency, right? It's just adding defense dice. Yeah. It's not really gimmicky. It's not quality of life. It's adding defense dice and potentially movement to a faction that would like both of those things. So I think it's just efficiency. Yeah, I think it's just efficiency. All right. Uh, I have a secret to admit to you guys that we will not do, and we'll talk about it later. <laughs> All right, so running through our list, uh, yell at me if you guys think we missed uh, categorized any of these. We have meta benders. We have Sam Wilson, Storm, and the Bar with No Doors. Uh, quality of Life, Thor, Malekith, Doctor Strange, Strucker, Black Bolt, Blade, Nick Fury, Cyclops, Black Panther, Miles, and Crimson Dynamo. Efficiency leaders or leaderships. We have She Hulk. Steve Rogers, Mystique, Red Skull, Shadowlands Daredevil, Star-Lord, Green Goblin, Cable, Red Skull 2. Do you really want to remember? Uh, Blitz leaders, we have First of the Black Order, Magneto, Kingpin, and Black Bolt. Control leaders, we have just Amazing Spider-Man. And gimmick leaders, we have Sin, Dormammu, and Thanos. You guys happy with all those? I am. I think... I think it's weird that quality of life and efficiency have such a wide, incredible range of mm-hmm. of things. I think they're correctly categorized. No, I think like that's the, intentional. The I think that's what the they look for when they're designing leaderships. They want to just mm-hmm. give you some nice little thing, or just make something slightly better. I think. I think that's. And, a, I think that's exactly what to take away from this is that most of yeah. the time it's just rounding the the sharp edges of the game, mm-hmm. softening it a little bit. Not, not yeah, leaderships are generally game softeners. I think that's correct. Yeah. And if we can see here, let's just look at the the things that don't fall into those two categories. We've got Sam Wilson, Storm, Kingpin. <laughs> like, like these are problems. Like, right? Like, these are not things we want every day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and when they get outside that wheel, that that you know box, things get sideways real fast. And so. Right. I think they actively avoid it unless they're going to put the time in to make sure they get it right. Alrighty. Well, that conveniently took up a lot of time. Parker, do you have a comic corner for us? Yeah. Uh, So, if um, you're a fan of The Amazing Spider-Man, you may or may not have read um, uh, a run uh, done by lots of different authors, actually. Um, They kind of collaborated. It was a big collaboration between a lot of Marvel authors uh, called The Gauntlet back in 2010. It was a really long series of the Amazing Spider-Man title, um, and you can get them now in volumes that kind of encapsulate them. But the whole point of the Gauntlet is they wanted to bring back and kind of modernize some of these uh, Spider-Man uh, villains, because Spider-Man villains, for the most part, have always kind of been punk bitches, more or less. And so they wanted to give them more of a the same kind of edge we see with characters in the Batman series and, and you know some of these guys that are the Joker is just some guy but he's absolutely terrifying guy. So what if we did that to some of these guys that actually have superpowers? And so each um, volume you can now buy a collection of these uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man run in 2010. You know kind of walks you through each one like Electro and Sandman uh, kind of have a revivification Vulture and Morbius uh, Juggernauts in there curiously. Uh, the lizard and it finishes up with craven actually but in the middle uh the gauntlet volume two spider-man the gauntlet volume two is rhino and mysterio and i wanted to point it out because uh rhino is featured heavily in there you know in honor of the fact that we we know he's coming out in the game 
Um, so in this, it's actually one of the things I love about it. This is written by Joe Kelly um, and Dan Slott. So they kind of collaborate on this one. Um, and they decided rather than have the Rhino have this, the revivification is him versus Spider-Man. And a lot of them are, are about how dangerous they're getting specifically to Peter in some way. Um, the Rhino actually has a, a totally different plot. Um, Peter Parker really features almost not at all in their story. Instead, it's about uh, the Rhino um, basically trying to um, rehabilitate himself. He's got a regular job. He's got a wife. He lives in New York City. He's just, you know, regular Joe trying to get away from his criminal lifestyle that he's been a part of for so many years. And there is a new Rhino with a, me a mechanized suit. Uh, rather than a biological version. So this is a mecha rhino, which is kind of a nod to kind of the new version of him we see in the MCU. And this new rhino is a younger, fitter, genius rhino, and he thinks the old, dumb, uh, strongman routine is uh, old. And he's going to make a name for himself by killing the original rhino. And so in Spider-Man The Gauntlet Volume 2, we don't really see rhino versus Spider-Man. We see rhino of old versus rhino new. And it's kind of a, a fight over their rhino's soul because um, he wants to desperately get away from this life of full of violence and constant tragedy. And he keeps getting pulled into it by this man who wants to take his mantle. And so it's really fascinating, really well done. The Gauntlet is a great series in general because of how they just ask modern questions of these traditionally campy characters. But the Rhino one in particular is wonderful. So if you never knew anything about the Rhino and you wanted to read a really cool story, I recommend Spider-Man The Gauntlet Volume 2. But The Gauntlet in general, the whole series, is just phenomenal. Cool. Uh, last week, I assume you listened, but uh, I tried to give them the rundown of the Jim Butcher Spider-Man novel. Yep. Did you ever read it? I have not got to read it, no. It's been like three years, man. Like, come on. <laughs> I have so much. I have so much to read. A lot of it's just coming into my ha hands. I need to sit down. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I don't need to sit down. I need to just. Turn you stop on playing that. Destiny and listen to audiobooks. I'm not going to. I have so much time to listen to audiobooks, but I generally just go on to documentary stuff on YouTube and, and I learn. Um, mm -hmm. Something I actually did because I wanted, to, I wanted to read all the Invincible comics. And mm -hmm. uh, they're real. I mean, you could buy the entire omnibuses, all the omnibuses, but it's a pretty penny. But I found out that somehow, I don't know how they're getting away with this. Marvel, I'm sure DC would please the hell out of this. But there's a guy who just put every single one of them, every panel on YouTube. And so you can just hit play and he'll, you'll just it'll just slowly pan over every panel and you could read the entire Invincible. So, I, <laughs> read, so that's what I did for like two weeks is I read all of Invincible slowly through YouTube. Um, hmm. it's a, it's an amazing comic series. And now I actually think I'm going to go back and buy it just to give the, the people who made it, uh, it's due. And so that I can pick it up whenever I want to and read it in paper because it was really strong. But, but that's the kind of thing I do on YouTube is I find weird stuff like that or just historical piracy. Piracy. Yeah, that's cool. You heard it here first. Parker is a fan of piracy. I was blown away. I, I hope actually <laughs> somebody stops. I, I hope somebody stops this guy. Uh, yeah. Because it, it, it really blew me away that this... While you this gave thing. him all the ad revenue of watching all of his stuff. <laughs> yeah. Someone um, really needs to put an end to this. I am, <laughs> I am, I am, exact, I am exactly the guy that will watch <laughs> that and then go, this is wrong. But I'm watching it. It's on YouTube. I, I will say this, however. I do know there are people that will go out to like darker parts of the web and or like you know get it from Korea or China or Canada and stream stuff from other countries where copyright laws are weird because the internet is strange. 
and, and nobody knows how to police it like that yet. I'd refuse to do that kind of thing. Um, I think it's less about the internet is weird. It's more like the imaginary lines we draw on the planet are weird. Right. Right. Uh, what I mean is the is that yeah, I know people, lawmakers and regulators are folks who have no idea how this stuff works, and so they have no idea how to regulate it. So they just they just go, well, just I, they, I the the different this. governing bodies refuse to cooperate. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. The Russian government will never like punish their citizens for breaking U.S. laws. Like they just don't care. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. Um, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Hopefully, you had a good time. This has been Brandon and Parker and Jeremy and Aaron, and you've just listened to the last of the leaders. So what are we going to call this thing? Uh, I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down infamous. Parker, guess what I did today? What's that? And by guess, I mean I've just trapped you in an endless loop of torture because you'll never get it. But you're making me get it? Mm-hmm. Cool. And we're going to record all of your guesses. Sweet. Um, is the uh, Did you uh, go to the grocery store? <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but that wasn't what I was having you guess. Oh. <laughs> it's a different thing. Well, I win. I win the game. This is a really short you. segment. <laughs> uh, so uh, the other day I was eating Hawaiian bros. Mm-hmm. And by the day I mean yesterday. I was at work eating Hawaiian bros. And I said, man, this is really good. <laughs> and then I ran out of chicken. And I had just had a big box of rice because I don't like mayonnaise. So I don't get their, uh, their macaroni and mm-hmm. salad stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I just had like two big bowls of rice. And then a bed of rice underneath the chicken. Because <laughs> I didn't get veggies or anything. I just got rice. Mm-hmm. I ate all the rice. I was like, I like rice. I should make rice. <laughs> and so I got up this morning and I googled rice cookers. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. Yep. And I don't know what it was. Like, I've eaten rice a lot in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could probably guess just based on the sheer concept of that I eat Hawaiian bros. Mm-hmm. But... I have never made rice myself, and I was uh-huh. like, you know what? That'd be like a semi-healthy like thing I could make around the house to go with meals. That way I'm not just eating fast food all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I Google it. I look up all these reviews, and I find what I think is the model I want. It's very you know cheap. It looks like it's easy to find. It's Black & Decker brand rice cooker. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to do it. And so I go to Amazon, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to order this. It's like 30 bucks, And it was like, but... It's got a week shipping time. I'm like, why is it a week? It's just out of stock on Amazon. I'm like, well, that's dumb. I guess I'll just go to Walmart and probably pay like $5 more. So I go to walmart.com. There's no stores in Kansas or Missouri that have this model in stock. Mm. I'm like, okay. 
Uh, then I go to Lowe's, Home Depot, <laughs> all the websites I can think of. I just Google the name of the rice cooker near me. <laughs> Nothing comes up. <laughs> Everything is like a weak ship. And I'm like, well, damn it. I, this is not helping my instant gratification attitude. <laughs> yeah. And so. so I get in my car and I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to Sam's Club. <laughs> Surely they'll have something I can eat. And as a fallback plan, I'll have pizza and soda. That's like my great <laughs> plan for the day. And I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but like just something like you get this intuition and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to pull in here and do something that I wasn't planning on doing when I left the house. Mm. But I'm driving down the road and there's a sign for Quiznos subs. And I like Quiznos. So I'm like, I know this Quiznos is closed because I Google maps it and it said permanently closed, but I'm going to double check. So I pull in the Quiznos is indeed permanently closed. They've cleared out all the furniture and everything. I'm like, damn it. But there's a big lots in the parking lot. I go, I better go check they don't have this rice cooker I want. What? Do you know what big lots is? Yeah, I know what big lots is. It's like kind of a random store. It's like Yeah, it's like an overstock.com yeah. except it's a building. Yeah, it's it's quite and completely random what's inside. They had twenty four of them. Wow. In stock. <laughs> Below what I was gonna pay at Walmart. Man. The winner is you. Yeah, I don't know. This happens to me way too often, and I'm just like, eh, what are the odds they don't have it? I'm like, they they had it. That is that's great. That's absolutely tremendous. If you told me to go shop for a single item in the universe, I would yeah. say do not, under any circumstances, go to Big Lots. You will not find yeah. it. You're not going to find what you want. It was the exact same model, the exact same like capacity. Like It was the exact one I was going to buy on Amazon. It was in my Amazon cart when I was looking inside Big Lots. Man, like, that's... Oh. There it is. I just grabbed one. I was like, I'm taking this. And it was on sale. That was the best part. <laughs> oh, look at that. $5 off at Big Lots. He tried to sell me the protection plan. <laughs> from for a big, $25 from Big Lots? Big Lots yeah. itself needs a protection plan. You never know if it's going to disappear from where it is. I feel like the protection plan is just so they know where you live so they can come rob you later. <laughs> that's how they keep refilling the store. I mean, there is multiple types of rice, too. You know that, right? I found that out okay. when I went to buy rice after I bought the rice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The sticky rice is the kind they use at uh, Hawaiian Bros, which is different. Yeah. yeah, I got minute rice. That is different, in fact. In fact, <laughs> your, your fucking rice cooker, pro does it even do minute rice? Yeah. I don't do know. Yeah. I put the rice in and it made rice. I ate it. Okay. Oh. So it, it worked out? like... I'm kind of Tastes amazed. Like mushy it, it, styrofoam. I'm, I'm amazed that it did minute rice. <laughs> well, that was the thing. I had no idea because it says like it cooks between one and eight cups of rice. Yes. I was like, well, how does it know when the rice is done? Like it's it can't just be a duration thing. It's not just a timer, right? That's it can't be. Yeah. I I've never messed with a rice cooker to be honest, but I can tell you though, at like a real Chinese food restaurant or whatever, they have them rice cookers that are the size of a barrel and the yeah. rice sits mm -hmm. in there all day it can't just be cooking yeah. all day right no so the they have this thing where when it's done cooking it switches to keep warm mode and yes. it basically uh, just turns into a, a crock pot gotcha. it's a crock pot that turns itself into keep warm it, and it does and, and that does dry out if you don't keep feeding it water the rice eventually dries out in that mode sure yeah especially in this one because this one's got like a crock pot lid not like a the snap down kind right and because it's, it's a cheaper one um but yeah, I put I put a cup of rice in. I put the cup of water in. Mm -hmm. I ran it, and it came out. It was like rice. Like mm -hmm. it was. It tasted like cheap rice because it's you know minute brand white rice. But um, wow. I don't know. 
Did you, um, my, my, I, because I've had rice like my whole life, my favorite rice that I can get here in Kansas is called Mahatma rice. I recommend, I recommend that's available in almost every grocery store. Mahatma is what it is. It's, it's just standard white rice, but they come up in a couple, actually they make it in a couple of different varieties, but I really like Mahatma stuff. It's probably the best. That's the brand? That's Mahatma. the brand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mahatma. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere I went to Sam's and I bought a, God, was it like a five pound box of minute rice? Mm-hmm. It's just white grains of rice. It's not like anything in it. Yeah. But, um, they yeah. had like jasmine and brown rice and much stuff. I just wanted yeah. to start with basic white rice yeah. and then kind of branch out. I just put it in the podcast channel so you can see it. That that bag is available almost every single place you can buy food. But yeah, well, I also wanted to buy it, you know, cheap. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. It's You're not super buy expensive. It's a rice 50 rice. pound like dog food style bag. Dude, so that was the thought. It's like <laughs> I got home today and I poured a cup of rice and I'm like, this was a whole meal. Like, oh, yeah. This is gonna last three years. Like I only yeah. spent six dollars. Yeah, that's that. The thing about rice. This is why I buy the Mahatma rice is because I eat it in such quantities in my rice cooker that I want it to be really good when I eat it, and it's never expensive. Like a, a bag of Mahatma rice is like well, that bag I just put on there is five dollars, and it's several meals worth. My personal recommendation, if you're that's using very uh, expensive, uh, if, if you're using if you're using a small rice cooker, my personal recommendation is I always go one half cup more than the it's 50 50 is the standard recipe but i always do one half cup more because i like my rice a little bit wet moist it's never mm. wet when it comes out because of so my plan i put like teriyaki sauce on my rice so it's got plenty of liquid on it well i, I don't want so, there's no liquid on it when it comes out it's just full well, i know yeah it cooks it like the whole point is it steams it right so there's right. nothing left right. but when i take it out i put it in a bowl i put teriyaki sauce on it so yeah. I also don't like rice right when it's done. I actually like mm-hmm. it too. Yeah, they recommend you it. let it sit for 15 minutes and right. let and, it kind of like firm up. And and that's why I put extra water in it is because that extra 15 minutes – some people like it to be pretty a little bit drier when they eat it. I like it to be full of water when I eat it. Hmm. So that's just – but what when I'm saying is my... you can mess with it. You don't have to just like take their word for it. You're just a wild man. Um, oh, yeah. I watch a I... bunch of videos on like different recipes you can make and – a lot of people recommend if you're just going to have rice and not put like other stuff in it, really, like not a lot of other stuff, you uh, make it with like beef broth and stuff to add flavor uh-huh. to it. So it's kind of like ramen. Yep. Chicken broth does great with it. Uh, chicken bouillon, mm-hmm. like a bouillon. Um, yeah. You just throw like a bouillon cube in there when yeah. you're making it. Yeah. It, it's it's absolutely. I love it with a chicken bouillon. It's really good. Adds a lot of I've salt, had, but. It's I've good. had more than one friend who has survived <laughs> on fucking rice. He, mm-hmm. uh, one guy in my 20s would run around with us and we'd go like we went to uh a trip to colorado and ski the mountains and stuff and everybody you know if if they brought something they brought sandwiches or something like that right this guy he brought his rice cooker in a giant fucking sack of rice and then he just ate rice the yeah whole time. Dude, that was all he ate rice it, it was just a survivor man he was just like dude i'll mm. spend all my money on whatever i want but i'm not <laughs> going to spend money on food so he just ate rice like all the time Mm-hmm. And he brought his rice cooker with him. It was crazy. Crazy genius is what it was, but mm-hmm. no thanks. I find if yeah. I stop eating rice, like my whole digestive system just fails. <laughs> I need yeah. I need rice. It keeps I don't me. know. You your fan you and your family is alive by the grace of God. I know. <laughs> it's like it's like when they show those cutaways of humans and inside Parker, they're just like like 
like tube socks and zip ties holding everything <laughs> together. Like it's yep. just like like I don't know yeah. how this system functions, but spools of it wires does. just uh, yeah, we can rebuild out. him. We can make him stronger. We just don't want to spend a lot of money. <laughs> Very delicate environment. The sixteen dollar man. That's the that's my favorite uh that's my favorite by far my favorite family guy joke is Peter gets an accident and he said we can rebuild him. We can make him stronger. We just don't want to spend a lot of money. And it fast forwards to him running with the six million dollar yep. theme song the and trash. he has a rake for an arm and a magnifying glass for an eye and a yep. trash can for a leg. <laughs> he just like put random it's like a rake in his torso. <laughs> We just don't want to spend a lot of money. <laughs> oh, shit. So, Aaron, you finished She-Hulk. I did. How many um, pizza rolls do you give it? Uh, what's the scale? However many you want. Okay. Uh, 264. Out of? Uh, 278. Really? Oh, that's that that's an high. that's an insanely high score. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a nine out of ten. That's like a maybe game nine informer. and a half. Wow, that is like Game Informer. Yeah, nine point nine 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 eight. We only give nine. We only our scale is from nine point five to ten. <laughs> yeah, because they won't give us the monies if we don't give them the nine point right. five. Yeah. Hey, we cracked the code. Yeah. So what? Uh, what did you like about? It? I want to know. Inquiring minds. Uh, the wit. I like the wit. I like the comedic humor. And I loved the fourth wall breakage. Um, mm. I would not want to see that everywhere. But the fact that they did that with this show, I thought was was uh, not too over the top. Um, it was hilarious and fun and great. Nice. I actually yeah. wanted I wanted to know what you guys thought of the end because I really liked the end. Um, I liked it a lot. I, I, I'm curious to know what you guys thought of the end. I won't tell you why I like the end. I'll just ask you guys why, why, what you thought about the end. I guess I'll go first. Jeremy, you want to go first? No, I'll go ahead. Okay, I tried to pause for you and you didn't say anything. It's fine. So I like the fourth wall breaking as well. I like that it kind of peaked in the finale. Um, I did think it was right up to the line. Like, any more than that would have been too much. And I think it was even teetering on the line a bit. Kind of like Thor Ragnarok. It was a little, it was almost too jokey, mm-hmm. but all the jokes were, I, I found funny, so it was okay. But if, like, any of them had missed, I would have been upset. Mm-hmm. Um, I was glad they didn't do the stupid, they steal her powers crap. That would have been so stupid. I hate that. I've seen that happen so many times from Smallville that I want to tear my eyes out. Like, don't do that. <laughs> Please don't yeah. do that. How many anti-flashes can there be, really? There's... I don't mind so much with the Flash because like the, he's literally a god if you don't have super speed, so like it's the only way to fight him. No. And they're they all have like a different their own like backstories. Specifically, it's the I'm stealing your powers mm-hmm. that I hate so much. Mm-hmm. Like if this happened on a regular basis, like it would just be so stupid. So that's why I liked it so much because that, at that point in the show, she's like, "Wait, stop! <laughs> I'm not." This is not my fucking show. Not no way, not no how. Mm-hmm. And we we're all like, what? Um, and then her, her talk with, with Kevin there uh, mm-hmm. is all self-deprecating humor. Mm-hmm. Marvel's yeah. like, yes, this is our trope. We know exactly what we're doing. We're calling ourselves mm-hmm. out. I, I loved that. So, yeah. anyway. I was really expecting it to be Kevin Feige. Like, <laughs> I was going to be, <laughs> I was going to laugh so hard when Kevin's just there arguing with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeremy? 
Um, I like the show. I, I thought the end and, you know, when it wrapped up, I was okay with it. Uh, honestly, the, the thing that I found kind of disappointing is it was a show I was watching with my kids. And I mean, my kids are 10. I'm not sure what the little like thing said they were supposed to be when they're watching it. Maybe that was my miss. If it was like a fucking MA-14, I, I, that's my bad. But I don't think it was. Um, she was pretty slutty in the fucking show. Like, it seemed like she was like looking for, uh, the D like a bit too much. My kids were actually like, did they go to sleep together? Like they're asking me (laughs) questions and shit. And I'm like, this is like, wow, dude, I didn't even know I was going to have to get into this today. Like, I just, I don't know that, that turned me off. Um, and again, I, I didn't find it to be the most awesome thing ever. And I'm not a Hulk fan in this whole like world of Hulk shit and like the his son popped up and it just the CGI looked like shit and I didn't like it. So that to me kind of turned me off. But with all that said, I'd still give the show seven. I mean, eight. I don't know. Okay. It, it was fine. You just took a big shit on it. I'm surprised you gave it that big of a number. <laughs> uh, it's Marvel. I'm going to give it plus five. Okay. Plus five points for me. I'm like, yeah, like it's fine. Like whatever DC Um, is, one and two, like I'll just cram another five on top of it. DC's a minus five and Marvel's a plus. Exactly. My list has a minus. Oh no, the DC can be amazing. It's but it, the no. DC gives nothing. You fucking DC, take that back. DC no. gives you put that evil on in, me. In my opinion, DC gives it no credit. I don't think it does minus. Actually, I think DC just minus. does. It has to be a really good thing on its own because DC gives you nothing. Um, DC gives you nothing. Uh, I will. I want to say real quick before we we move past Jeremy's review. I'm amazed you even watched it with how much you hate She-Hulk as a character already. Like, like your whole phobia thing. I can't believe you turned it on. No, so the so, fact that you did was impressive. I'm just saying. I that. think the phobia thing is it's pretty extreme. It's not really a phobia as much as it's like I just think it's gross. Um, you wake up crying. It's no, fine. It's not a phobia. Really. I just can, think it's gross. It's not my deal. But uh, it's not my deal. <laughs> I, I just yeah. it's just not my bag I'm like well yeah I'm like I think it's gross and people were banging her in that show like more than they should and I would have liked to seen seen more of uh, Abomination that was pretty cool Abomination was pretty fun and that character was really good like I love yeah. that guy like so good Abomastay did you guys see the sign? <laughs> mm-hmm. Obama's day. Oh, oh everything God. about his everything about his retreat was wonderful. Like everything I love that he shows up at like that anti She Hulk rally and like doesn't know what it's for because he's just in it for the money and he's like, <laughs> yep. wait a second, like where am I? Like <laughs> that was good. I would say the reason I I actually gave the show lower ratings than you, Jeremy. I thought it was one of the worst MCU shows by far. Um, I, it was down there like ranking around. I was giving like a four or five. Because I felt like it did really did nothing for me. The entire show, yeah. the Daredevil episode was was okay. I liked the Daredevil and She Hulk like play, especially like when they're beating up people and giving law advice at the same time. I thought that was mm-hmm. funny. Um, like there were things about that episode that were really redeemable. But I think the end of the show really saved it actually, because the whole time I was watching the show. I think I brought this up in an earlier cast. I was going, what is the point? Like, there's no antagonist. There's no central conflict. I want there to be something. Is it Jennifer versus herself? I don't think so. Is it is it Jennifer versus, like, uh, the nature of society and media? I, I don't think so. Like, there were so many things that I never felt like there was a, a reason to watch the show. There was never a reason for her to do anything, really. I was just, like, watching somebody live their life. And it, and it wasn't a very interesting life. And so... And then on the very last episode, it revealed itself, which is this like the whole She-Hulk show was this big kind of 
middle finger to everybody who watches the MCU. Like that that's what it was. It was <laughs> it wasn't supposed it wasn't for it, the whole show was meta. It was never supposed mm-hmm. to be anything except meta. And so I really liked that at that the end of the the, the last episode really for me went like, "Oh, this whole thing was uh, a meta analysis. This whole thing was you know Marvel, NFCUs, Disney Plus, all agreeing. Yes, we know what we're doing. We know it's campy. We know it's tropey. We know everything we're doing is is designed to make money in the most egregious way possible. Isn't that funny? But, but this this show is not that. This show is just a meta analysis of all of that. Isn't the, isn't this fun? Can't we have fun together? Which is a lot like what the comic book did, you know, in the nineties. This was a very similar thing for yeah. the, the comic books. So I, I at that point exactly, I was. I was so it completely redeemed the show for me. I love a good finale, um, and I thought the, I thought the finale finally. I think just you made you overanalyze things that you watch in general. Oh, I can't not analyze. I look I through know. I look through the seams and everything. I can't not watch it. It's, it's a curse. Hmm. I just want to be entertained. I I feel like um, based on what you've told me, and I'm not an expert. It sounds like She Hulk was actually extremely accurate to the source material. I think by the end of the series, for sure. At, at, mm. Originally, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell, and that was what it was bug. It was bugging me. I was like, "Are they trying to do?" Uh, what I, th- I was like, "Are they trying to do the comic book in real life, and uh, like the, her character?" And and what I found out at the last episode is no, they were not trying to do Jennifer Walters and She Hulk, the comic character. They were trying to do the MCU character. Like this is a character in the MCU. Watch how strange this is. If we play with the meta, let's meta analyze an MCU character, not a comic book character. And I think that is what they were trying to do the whole time. And that's why I couldn't connect it for the whole series until the very end when it was really like laid it out there. Look what we're doing. People look how silly this is. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, my wife cool. couldn't. My wife couldn't get over the sexualization of it. Also, though, Jeremy, she really disliked the show in general. She she was entertained by it, but she didn't like it because of the weird sexual nature of the character the whole time. She has not seen the last episode. Uh, she tried to watch it with me, but she fell asleep real fast. So, yeah, I think it's their attempt to humanize and like m- like make them seem more real because like they're not just TV characters was what they were going for. But I don't know. Yeah, she. It's. Again, I, I think it all makes sense when you watch the last episode. You just need... I I wish somebody could have told me that when I started, but I'm glad I stuck with it. I would have been much more satisfied if somebody could tell me at the end, all will be revealed. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the shows are just kind of piling on things that I'm not super excited about anymore. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting for like this next chapter to see if they can kind of redeem themselves in like this new Avengers movie or whatever. Like I don't, it's not tying together very well or keeping me excited or keeping me like caring. Um, FYI uh, on other pop culture news, uh, midnight suns, the video game comes out on Friday. I am super pumped. What kind of game is that anyway? It's going to be a, um, tactics, uh, tactical RPG. So it's got kind of some deck building, um, elements to it. So a little, a little bit of a almost roguelike kind of element to it. It is done by the guys who made XCOM, but uh, I've been reading some game reviews and people say that there are like some very vague similarities, but it's not. You should, if you liked XCOM and you want an XCOM clone with a skin of Marvel on it, that's not what this is. It is a new game with new concepts, but it's very strong. 
everybody I've read says very strong. Uh, most of them have just been describing what's in the game, and I've been reading what's in the game, and it sounds great. Is that what Game Informer said? No, I, I, I do not read any of that bullshit. I go to some... <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I go to some other things, but I like... Um, the, the my favorite thing is the, the the closest comparison that they could actually make from uh, Midnight Suns is not XCOM but actually the Fire Emblem series from Nintendo, and Fire Emblem is one of my favorite tactical RPGs of all time bar none. I've played like five of those games. Um, it's almost all been on mobile devices like Game Boys and stuff, but um, it's <clears throat> Midnight Suns. It, when somebody said it's really similar to Fire Emblem, I was just immediately I was like, "Me now, I will play it so many times. I don't care how many times you'll let me play it. I will play it all the times um, because I love Fire Emblem." Um, one of the things that Fire Emblem does is like relationships between tactical characters are really important, um, and that apparently that's a big thing of this game is when you play characters together, their relationships build and let you do different things with them in the game. Um, it affects their stats and their gameplay, their alignment and different things. So. Um, I also think their character choices are really cool. I really liked their character choices. They have like your standard guys like Doctor Strange and Captain America, Captain Marvel, but also Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider, and Blade. There's a main character that's invented for this game that you mm -hmm. get to build called like the, the Huntress, right? Yeah, it's called the Hunter or the Huntress, depending upon what you want to do. Uh, they're apparently the, in this fluff, they're the daughter of Lilith, which is a, a big bad guy in the uh, Marvel Universe. Did you play um, Guardians? Uh, yeah, yeah. I played Did it. you like it? I really liked it. Um, it is. It, it's. It's. You know. It's uh, a, a semi-tracked, not not perfect tracks, not perfect rails, but mostly railed RPG. You play it through once, and you're like, "That was a fun." It was fun to play that movie I watched. Like that's what it was. It feels like you're playing a yeah. movie. It's. It's really fun. It's super Guardians. Like, it's just dripping Guardian stuff all over the place. I told you about, like, the super moves, right? No. One of my favorite things in the game is when you when you want to do a Masuo mode, right? The, the super mode, when you push a button because you've, you know, you filled up the gauge, and now you can do a super move. Yeah. So you fill up the gauge and do the super move. It immediately, in the whatever combat you're in, the combat just halts. And, you know, Star-Lord goes, huddle, and everybody huddles. And your character, you're playing Star Lord the whole time. You watch the f like you're in the you're like camera up, looking at a huddle of the of the Guardians members you're playing mm -hmm. with, and you watch their facial expressions. And you you tell you, you it's a a, a a quick scene button thing where you only get a couple seconds to tell everybody in the huddle certain things, and whatever you tell them will excite certain characters and dis you know certain characters will dislike this. And depending upon who you jazzed up in the huddle, as soon as the huddle is over, those characters will like go off and do crazy stuff. And immediately after a huddle, whatever in-game action music quits playing, and they just start playing like 70s and 80s hard rock ballads and oh, really? just and so it's just like so your masuo mode is seven is is you really you know you jazzed up rocket and Groot, so rocket and Groot go do some crazy cool you know awesome super killy mode to hmm. um to to uh uh to I, I don't know like a stevie nicks hit or something like that they just immediately that's what they do so it's it's fun 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 stuff if you liked if you like the comics if you like the movies they did a good job of blending some of the themes in both and and making it really funny to play like really funny and fun mm -hmm. to play but it is just like play it through once what a, what a fun ride and that's it like it's yeah it's 
Okay. I, it is if you have it if you have uh, any of the services like uh, the Microsoft service. I don't know if the Sony Sony has a service that you can pay for, but if you have any of the services like right now in the Microsoft service, you can just rent it for free automatically if you if you are buying the service. So hm. I played it. Yeah, I, played I, it I saw it pop up. Free. I was just wondering about it. Yeah, I just if downloaded you, I, eight games. I don't have enough memory to download Midnight mm. Suns. I'll have to fix that <laughs> before Friday. <laughs> yeah. Another one that's apparently really good. It's got another IP we all know is um, everybody's really excited about uh, uh, Dark Tide, the 40k mm-hmm. game that just dropped. Yeah, it's the Vermin Tide button 40k. Yeah, I did not like Vermin Tide, so although I, I, Dark Tide, Dark Tide comes, just yeah, it's basically just Left for Dead. What are you saying, Aaron? I said Dark Tide just came free with the new computer I got. So whenever I get my computer, I'll get Dark Tide. Mm. Cool. Apparently, I'm not, um, I shouldn't care, though. I picked up um, Doom and a couple other games. Uh, I picked up the Space Hulk uh, Deathwing game, where it's like, uh, it's basically Left for Dead, but Space Hulk. Um, it was $6, and then Doom was like 3 bucks. Doom's been pretty fun. I'd never played Doom before. Oh, really? Yeah, never. I'd never played Doom. Well, I wasn't into first-person shooters. Yeah. I didn't have a computer, so... Like I was always on uh, console until I was in my like late twenties. Yeah, and then you know Doom wasn't out, and then I didn't care about first person shooters for so long. Yeah, the weapons are pretty cool in those games. Yeah, yeah, I plan on giving um, Midnight Suns a shot though. Just deleted World of Warcraft. Okay, I good have room. call. I have room. Yeah, <laughs> I think I gave it like a two week trial when I got deployed, thinking mm-hmm. I could do that for you know nine months of my solitary existence. And you uh, played it for an hour, and like this is the boringest fucking thing I've ever seen. Oh, I gave it more than an hour, but I did yeah. not re-up the subscription when it expired after two weeks or whatever it was. Yeah, or maybe I paid for one month. I don't know. I did not re-up it. So, Brandon, I've been playing. Uh, I haven't played it much, but I I bought Madden Madden Twenty Three. Oh and no! So listen, here's the thing. You gotta stop supporting them until they sell the license to somebody else. They I can't know. make a game it's to fine. save their fucking life. No, they can't. But it's Madden franchise. There's nothing new and original, whatever, except for the stuff that's new and original. Which, when I was playing in the Chief Stadium and I was playing my kids, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they started doing the chop or whatever, and they start like they actually have the background noise perfect. Like yeah. they start booing. It's like and, the one thing they do. Yeah. My favorite part cool. is like like my favorite uh, sports announcer is Nick Wright. He's from Kansas City, and uh, his tweets will like pop up in the game and shit sometimes. It's oh, really? Funny. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen any of that yet, but yeah, it felt it was pretty cool. Like, and they've got the like, <laughs> the fans are behind you, and it starts fucking up the play of your opponent mm-hmm. or whatever because that they can't hear, and it's just interesting. Yeah. yeah, I liked how Travis Kelsey was talking in their podcast about how when he plays Madden, he uh he designs a receiver in the like they build a player, and that he plays that character, and then. He reads. He physically reads the defense on the screen, and then knows where the soft spot is. So he runs to the soft spot of the defense, and then forces the quarterback to throw him the ball. He's like, "Oh man, it's great!" Oh my god! <laughs> it's like... All right, last question, and then we'll get started. Okay, Parker, how far are you in Andor? How has he got started yet? Oh my god! Join the crowd. You also haven't started it. So my. Family's life has been extremely hectic and will be until this weekend. Mm. 
So Christmas break is going to be our opportunity to get caught up on that and Rings of Power. Oh, you haven't finished that either. Dang. Haven't started. Although, haven't started either. You will be happy to know that I did get Hulu for that Black Friday deal. Oh, yeah? Uh, so I got, got me some Hulu. So my first my first step in Hulu is to watch all of Always Sunny. And my second step is to watch all of My Hero. And my so th- we'll see you in four months. Oh, no. I'll be able I, – I binge. When I start binging, I binge pretty hard. All right. So all right. it'll happen pretty fast. Uh, so, well, when you finish – Always sunny. You got to keep in mind. There's like six episodes called the secret episodes that got taken down. <laughs> you have to watch those on a private server. <laughs> this sounds like bullshit. No, it's a real thing. You can look it up. They were the ones that Hulu were like, "This is a little sketch. We're gonna take this down." Where are you serious? It's, no, I'm 100 percent serious. There's like six episodes you can't watch on Hulu. <laughs> are they the best ones? Uh, no, but they're good. My kids started watching Naruto. Is that what it's called? Naruto? Naruto. Naruto, yeah. Holy shit. Did you just mispronounce Naruto? Like I give a fuck. I've never even, I don't care. Naruto. 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 Have you seen Naruto? Naruto? Naga. Have you seen Naruto Rooter? So now my children are excited, and they've been drawing nonstop those characters. I'm like, oh my god. Uh, do you mean the original show? Like the original Naruto? I don't know. The one that's on Netflix, man. They're just watching it. I don't know. I mean, I, mm, I guess. I don't have Netflix right now. Uh, I would have, it, is If it's like the original adventures, then yeah, I guess. Are the, are the people in the show children? No. They're like young adults. Yeah, they're adults, and they're fighting like scary ass monsters and stuff. Yeah, you might be watching Boruto. I don't know. <laughs> no, dude, it's it's, it's the show. Nar- well, so there's Naruto, then there's Naruto Shippuden, which is uh the like the advanced years, and then there's Boruto, which is then when they're adults, and then they have their own kids. No, no, no. They're they're middle aged, and they're I don't know. Okay, it's Naruto Shippuden then. Probably. I w- That's the good stuff, but you you skipped like eight seasons of the original show. I, I, wish, I have no idea. It's on Netflix. I don't know. I wish they. I wish somebody would give me a supercuts of just Boruto, but just the adults, because yeah, I actually really like a lot of the adult stuff going on in Boruto. Because yeah. if you watch Naruto and ship it in, like Naruto, you want to get the rest of the story. Yeah, because yeah. because I think they actually do a really good job, like what they all turned out to be, like how their lives affected them, and, and it's great. But then you have to watch Boruto, and you're just like, ah, please, for the love of God. <laughs> don't even start. I know some of the shit you've watched. <laughs> I don't, I'm about I don't to start watching the rest of One Piece, and I think it's going to literally kill me. Don't do that. <laughs> that's like saying, I really feel like going into an infinite abyss. I just want to go there. I, I just want to see what happens when you go into idea. a black hole. I just yeah. want to I just want to know. What, Jerry, what happens you watch if you any, pass the event? Have you watched any of the shows I recommended to you? No. Okay. Is it... Uh, no. No, I didn't. <laughs> I like the first time. You were just like, no, why the fuck would I do why that? I fucking did that? <laughs> God damn. Like, the only one who can make me interested enough to watch dumb shit is Parker. Because his explanations are so much better than the actual show is. <laughs> yeah, the God, Goblin Slayer. Goblin Slayer, Goblin Slayer sounded such a letdown. It's just like Ninja Scroll for, like, people who have less, like, I don't know taste oh man it i do, sounded I good, do sell some the art good. was amazing i'll give you that man it was cool looking yeah that's like honestly right. those shows are so much better 
when you just explained them to me. Like, I really enjoyed you telling me what the fuck was going on with uh, <laughs> Titan. Like, I was like, oh. Attack on Titan. Yeah, I was like, that does sound awesome. Now I got it. I'm all done. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I'm fine. Oh, boy. I think this is why, like, Dragon Ball Z abridged, and I think this is why, like, people love Team Four Star, because there's anime in general can be abridged so easily and it's for the most part really in, intriguing and excellent to, yeah. to see some of these stories but not literally bring them down to three you know th- three quarters the size take a whole quarter of the show just away and it's it's so, so much better naruto you can literally cut out two-thirds of the original show and you still right. have filler to cut out yeah all i know is i came in the room and I said, what are you watching? And they told me. And I was like, oh. And I watched this giant snake who that they murdered. And then out of the snake, some chick came out slithering up a tree. And then they murdered that. I was like, oh, that's creepy as fuck. Okay. <laughs> are you uh, sure? You're watching the original show. Yeah, whatever oh. that is. I don't know. Yeah, that's the original Naruto. Okay. That's pretty early on, too. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. And I said, so what do they fight? A monster every time? Like, what's the deal? No, Dad. They do, like, two episodes a piece for each thing, and they start getting into it. And kind of like you guys do, I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds great. Uh, thanks. No thanks. All right. Let's get started <laughs> before we get off the rails on, on fucking anime. Oh, God, let's not. <sighs> yeah. We're Thank done. God. It's over. Oh, my caps lock. Jeremy, since I know you're a really big fan of Spider-Man, like some of the old-school Spider-Man stuff, it, have you read any of the Scotland stuff they did? No, I, I don't know anything about it. I, I think you would really, really like it. I think you hmm. would like it a lot. Yeah, I had all the, like, I, I read all the stuff when Venom first came out and Carnage, and that was kind of my run. It's all that stuff when it was first brought out. Yeah, this is maybe the best modern era spider-man like arc i think they they made by far Mm -hmm. i've read a lot of them and all of them just seem kind of b b minus c plus this one is is not uh parker i don't know if i told you this but my uh my roommate right out of high school uh had a band and they called themselves 999 bites but they still don't have a gig oh oh man i really thought you were going somewhere else with that um, I know that was that was the subtle betrayal there. You know why? Is I didn't think I didn't see bites with a Y in it. I didn't mm-hmm. see the Y. Jeremy, would you like me to do another one? Did you not like that one? I knew that one was coming. I saw that recently. <laughs> I saw that recently. I think with that place. Hmm. And also, no, I would not. But you might, so just do it. Oh, well, maybe I won't then. You're capable of anything. I mean. <laughs> You didn't bring us fire to the 38-degree game that we all <laughs> that said was... in the fucking winter. That was actually pretty funny. <laughs> no, it, it was, was not. I'm still thawing out. Not going to lie. Was... Not going to lie. That experience, uh, t- I, I came home and I told Sarah, I was like, well, I know when I will not be going to games anymore. <laughs> I will not be going <laughs> when it is 40 degrees out. If there's a chance, I will tell Brandon, thanks. No thanks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay home. <laughs> hey, I, it was like 50 degrees when I left my house. 
It's not my fault. I mean, I did leave the grill. That is my fault. I totally forgot the grill. We got a grill. I had a grill on speed dial. We got a grill. To be fair, that's the equivalent of like, did you bring a TV and then you drag an ATM and you're like, yep, got a TV right here. The grill that he brought was small enough to put in your pocket. No, that's like, guys, you come over to my house and watch the game, and like everybody shows up, and you're like, where's your TV? It's like, oh, I don't have a TV. I watch it on my phone. <laughs> that's kind of what it was, man. That was, that was the basically grill what I ever saw. It did the job, but it's man, that a, thing it's was a tiny. Propane camp grill, but you know, would you rather have just eaten the hamburger meat by I, itself? I, uh, I lost feeling and consciousness. Brand, I was basically uh, an ice zombie. Brandon, uh, you didn't know this at one point. Uh, Jeremy like looked down at me when I was sitting in that chair. He's like, "Hey, you doing all right?" I was like, "I think I'm ready for the sweet embrace of death." Like I was like, <laughs> I was like, like I was falling unconscious while the game was going on, and everyone was screaming behind around me. And I realized I was like, "Am I? Am I gonna die? Like, <laughs> am I that? If I that cold?" You guys could not have been that cold. Dude, Did cold. you just not wear layers? Oh no, I I, I actually wasn't that cold, but I was okay. exhausted. I was exhausted by the yeah. cold. You ever, you ever you know what that means? Like no, yeah, yeah. It, it, like everything takes that much more out of you, and right. then after a while, you're just like, I'm done. Like yeah. I have nothing left. I actually I was not incredibly uncomfortable there, mm. like I was that rain game. That rain game was terrible. This, but this, I was not terribly. Uncomfortable. <laughs> I I didn't even wear a jacket for that rain game. Oh Jesus! I remember laying down on that concrete, just falling. <laughs> I fell asleep on that concrete. For people that don't know, we're talking about the hour and a half rain delay game from uh, last year, Chiefs versus Bills. The There was a thunderstorm over Arrowhead, and it was 30, 45 degrees and windy, and it was raining. And then they there was lightning, so they had to, pa- they had to uh, push the game back an hour and a half like in the third quarter. And so we were just standing in the concourse waiting for the lightning to stop. And then I was uh, we came out and got rained on. Yeah, Parker slept in the middle of a crowd on the ground in a concourse. <laughs> he, I'm just, just glad we lost out. that game. That felt really good. <laughs> that was that was that was a brutal game. That was that was brutal. It was not as bad as the uh, the AFC Championship game in 2018, though. That that was a heart wrenching game. Like the Bills game, it was. It looked like we were going to lose that from halftime. Right, yeah. that, that, that game just looked over. Uh, but yeah. The the AFC Championship game was the hardest game I've ever had to leave in 2018. Like, man, I just felt so defeated. Who did they lose to? The Pats. Tom Brady and the Pats. Oh, yes. All their yeah, yeah. Stupid fucking biased calls. <laughs> I know <sighs> you're wrong. Our defense was trash. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of our football corner for today. I'm excited to play games tomorrow. I'll be there. I will, I will also be there on Saturday. Oh yeah, tournament. Saturday. Oh yeah, tournament this week. <clears throat> Aaron, you said you're not going to be there. Not at the tournament, correct? Cool. Alrighty. Well, I think we can go ahead and wrap it up. You guys, got anything else you want to chat about? No. All right. Bye. <laughs>